are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, BF Nkrumah. What's hey, up, hey, hey. people? Oh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I feel like I'm being blindsided or something, but I'm excited. <laughs> You're not being you're not being blindsided That's at cool. all. Like we're going to be, gonna be like, talking I'm, about. I move good on my toes. I'm good on my toes. Okay, we hope so. Good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't intend to to blindside you though. But I think that no, you'll be able good. to handle it. I'm pretty sure you you will. Um, so as you guys can see, we have a special guest in the building. Uh, his name is BF Nkrumah, and I'm going to let him. Tell us a little bit about himself and what he does. I believe you have a YouTube channel. I don't know if you're actively posting on it, but tell us a little bit about who you are and what you have going on. So that's the gist of it at the, at the present. Well, I've always been a, a personal development coach, even when I didn't know what a personal development coach was. Uh, but now, you know, after I've understood what the title is and I've done the proper studying and education and everything that's that that's where my realm is you know i grew up in um in the city south philadelphia uh so i got involved in a lot of craziness early on in life but then in my mid-20s i decided to change and my change sparked a lot of conversation because i used to be a lunatic so my change sparked a lot of conversation and a lot of a lot of men just began to come to me to talk to me about how I was I was able to change from such a fool to somebody who's now doing positive things. And I just wanted to help guys stay alive. And then that just kept, continued to evolve and continue to evolve into where I am today. Very nice. What uh, platforms can we find you on? So, yeah, I'm on everything. So I'm on TikTok at Coach Nkrumah. I'm on, I think I'm Coach Nkrumah on Instagram too. I don't even know. They keep deleting me. They they don't like when I'm talking, so they be deleting me. I'll be having to create a whole another name with underscores. Uh, my YouTube is BF and Chrome. So if you just go BF and Chrome, you'll find me. Okay. Type, okay. Just just do your Googles. <laughs> type, <laughs> type, type BF and Chrome in Google, and everything will come up. Especially okay. the people that hate me. Well, I know I first came across your video years ago, and I think okay. you had a couple that would like go viral. And I used to follow you on IG, and then you just disappeared. And I used to, I was like, "There's this guy I follow. I think he's from Philly. He has some dope information, and you just disappeared." But I see why they they they, delete, they delete me. Mm -hmm. yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. deleted my Facebook. They delete, they just be like, "Nah, you got to go." My Twitter. Yeah. Yep, you probably made some people mad because you would have some controversial, some controversial takes on things. So you probably made somebody mad. I made a lot. Of, I made a lot of people mad. Well, people don't like people don't like the truth. But what I realized though yeah. is, you know, people are people really respond emotionally, in particular to clips. Because when I'm whenever I'm live, I, I never have those problems. Whenever I'm able to fully articulate, so somebody might come my live super mad. But the more I talk, the more they're like, okay, I see what you were saying. Yeah. Well, today we're going to be talking about um, dating. I'm sorry, Danny, okay. were you going to say something before? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the dating pool. And we're going to be talking about specifically how black women, and we, we specifically talking about black women because that's who we care about, uh, care how about women people. have screwed up the dating game. And we know that, you know, there's this common talking point about the dating pool, having pee and poop in it and about, you know, 
Yeah, a lot of people are saying that though, not just women. I've even yeah, heard men. Right. Yeah, saying why? Why is it that you hate that? First of all, I hate adults who follow trendy sayings that like is cringe to me. Like I'm not just going to keep start saying it got pee in it because I heard a million other people say they got pee in it. So yeah. I, I I cringe at adults following trends, but you're in the pool if yeah. you're dating. So if they got pee in, are you the one peeing in the pool? <laughs> uh, you know, so it's like you in the same pool, obviously, if you're not married or you're in a committed relationship. So we got a million people talking about the dating pool got pee in it, but y'all all in the same pool. So everybody pissy then. <laughs> oh. Sounds like a petri dish. Yep. Everybody, everybody, everybody's, everybody's pissy. Baby, that's E. coli. Like you gonna yeah. get a staph infection? You know, and Stay nobody's talking there. about nobody's talking about healing. You know, or if the pool got pee in it, can look, can somebody start talking about chlorine? Okay, mm. but when you have um, spaces such as the manosphere, and then they have opposite spaces um, yeah. that maybe. Uh, I don't know if I would consider like a BWE space, like the opposite of a manosphere, but or divestor spaces divestors, or something. Yeah, that would be mm -hmm. probably opposite. But you have the opposites talking about each other in the same manner, and being over here has kind of helped me realize a lot of people are going through the same experiences on both sides. What do you mm -hmm. think about that? Well, see, so as a personal development coach, I think the biggest problem with dating is people don't know who they are individually. So if you don't know who you are, you don't know the type of person that you need in order for you to live your life to the fullest. So you're picking the wrong people who are, who are not connected to you in any kind of way. And then you're getting upset because you picked the wrong person. And all of that is because you don't know who you are. So when we like, I know who I am. So I don't, I don't look at the, the dating pool as it has piss in it. I need to find my person. That's it. I know what I need. I know who I need. I know what kind of woman I need that's going to help me flow. I know what kind of woman uh, in life is going to block my flow. And a lot of us are choosing people that, that block our flows, and then we get mad that they blocked it. No, that, that, that's on you. You chose somebody for superficial reasons. You never got to know who they are. You never got to know how they were raised. You don't know who they want to become, which is my, my thing. Past is important, but what does the, who who does this person want to become? Who are they evolving into? Does that match who you're evolving into? So a lot of times, but, it's not. Go ahead. No, I I agree with what you're saying. I'm sorry. A, a lot of people feel as though the first up to six months, you're going to get a person's representative anyways. Like you you could be bamboozled because they could be putting on a good face or putting up a facade and you may not really be getting their true I don't believe that. person anyhow. I don't believe I don't I don't I don't believe that if somebody. No, is, no, 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 no. Because when I start having conversations with a woman, it's no way she can hide for six months. It's impossible. What again, if you don't know who you are, you can't ask the proper questions for somebody to compliment you. So let me ask you this. What about when it comes down to like narcissism? Because that's been a big buzzword in our society as of late, too. Not, oh, they're are, narcissistic narcissism. They hid. You are more likely to encounter somebody who has schizophrenia than somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder. That is one of the rarest personality wow. disorders there are. And so people are, again, grown-ups 
just running with buzzwords. And actually, I, I, I just had this whole big thing on my, on my Facebook because the woman told me I was a narcissist. And I was like, I don't dress well enough to be no daggone narcissist. <laughs> and she's like, um, what do you know? What do dressing got to do with being a narcissist? I'm like, it's one of one of the key markers. Like a narcissist is is obsessed with themselves, so they are very very well put together. If it's a man, typically they're gonna get manicures and everything. They tie gonna be perfect. Like that, a narcissist is so obsessed with their image. But the problem is, if you don't know this is a marker, how are you using this word? Because a narcissist is, that's a psychological diagnosis. If you have no psychology degree, you shouldn't be using the word. So, or education, even, or education it, psychology education. So, even I when agree. it comes down it to. It just a shaming tactic. It's a way to shame somebody and say, yes. I don't like the behavior you're exhibiting. So, you're a narcissist or you're, you know, this ugly name. So, it's really thrown out to shame someone. So well, to go with the uh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was gonna ask, what about if they exhibit other traits of narcissism? Um, because oh, now we all have, have some narcissistic traits, right? But if you're exhibiting more than one, um, would that make a person a narcissist, or um, what would kind of sum total it up to for you to be so, like, you know what, that's a a real narcissist for, right there? For, first of all, you 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 have to be trained. So, all right, so why, and this is my question to some of the women and they just didn't care. Can you diagnose agoraphobia? I don't even know what agoraphobia the, is. Where you don't okay. like all the, the <laughs> no, a, a round spots when, and circles and stuff? No, 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 agoraphobia is- Is that what it are, is? No, you're afraid of any uh, negative possible outcomes. They typically tend to just stay in the house because they're afraid of everything. Like, well, I might get hit by a car. I might get hit by a train. I might get killed by a bird. It's just, uh, but that's not the point. The point mm -hmm. is, if you're not trained to be able to diagnose all mental illnesses, what make you think you can diagnose a narcissistic personality disorder? Can you, can you diagnose the identity disorder? Can you diagnose schizophrenia? Can you diagnose bipolar? Right. This is a literal mental health disorder that people with no mental health background think they can diagnose. You can't yeah. just throw that word around. Yeah, it's it's become a buzzword. And the sad part about it though is there there's like very there's no empathy given to people who are actually suffering from the disorder. Like it's the way that it's thrown around to shame, you know, people who maybe you, you had a relationship and it soured with someone, and as a result, now you're using this buzzword to call him a narcissist to shame him. Like it's almost um people are insensitive about the way they use it. That's what I want to that, say. I, that too, but like as I was gonna say though, to stick to the topic. You know, a lot of women use all of these buzzwords just to try to shame men into getting their way. So just because I don't do what you want me to do, I, I become a narcissist. Or if I don't perceive an event exactly how you perceive an event, then I'm gaslighting you and I'm saying, well, that's not how it happened. I didn't see it that way. What about the moment when it I'm sorry. I was going to ask, what, what about when it comes down to the manipulation aspect of it? Because I think that's what a lot of people are trying to get down to the bottom of. It's like um, dealing with somebody that is super or seriously manipulative. Yeah, gaslighting you. No, no. So, so, and so you just say gaslighting. Again, I don't, I don't believe if Honestly, if you are an adult 
and somebody's manipulating you, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't feel sorry for you. Mm. It can nobody happen. Come on, like, like honestly. Right, okay, There's let nobody, me ask you this. Nobody on planet Earth is going to manipulate me. BF and Kruma, let me ask That's you. That's that this. Philly talking girl. That's that Philly thing. Let me, let me ask Nobody's going to manipulate me. Like, <laughs> like, like no, you're the not going to. You're, you're not going to convince the thing me is, something that women, I know is. Uh-huh. As women, though, as women, I think, and I'm sure you know, I can only speak for women. As women, uh-huh. I think that we're almost trained to manipulate. Like we're trained to manipulate as little girls, we're trained to cry to get our way. Like literally, I was a daddy's girl. So I knew like at the drop, like I could get my way with my daddy. I had him wrapped around my finger. Mm-hmm. I knew I could get whatever I wanted from my daddy. And you know, you can use that manipulation for bad or you can use it for good. You can wield that your femininity, your your prowess or you can wield it for bad. So I like to say that, you know, as a man, if you're being manipulated by a woman, women manipulate their husband into buying them a nice new purse or a nice shiny that diamond man, ring. That, or man all, that man already want to do that. <laughs> okay. He already, he already want to do that. You're not getting uh-huh. him to do stuff that he really don't want to do unless he's just trying to keep the peace. It's not a real manipulation like the way women be trying to like what are men manipulating women into doing? I've I've seen women giving it up. Man manip- Hold on, no, I've seen men. I mean, women say that men manipulated them by telling them the truth. What's the manipulation? I don't want a relationship, but you manipulated me. I told you I didn't no, want a no, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the thing, though. Go ahead. So if a man understands that a woman likes him, uh-huh. and he he likes her, but he may not like her in the way. Now, let me let me preface preface this. Uh-huh. I get where you're coming from because I don't feel like I'm easily manipulated. Uh-huh. So, I get where you're coming from. But in my in the past, when I was dealing with guys, um, oh, I don't want a relationship, but you know, I'm in love with you. You're a beautiful soul. I, w- I just want to be around you. I'm going to take you to meet my mama. I'm going to take you to meet my daddy. Mm-hmm. We're going to go over here. Now I, I get what you're, I, and I get what the answer is going to be. Well, he already said that he didn't want a relationship bottom, and, and, that's the and that does line. come down to the bottom line. But do you have, do you think men have or or women have an obligation to stop dealing with somebody when they know they don't want the person. That I will 100% agree with. Now I talk to brothers about this all the time because I have a lot of friends, and I've used to be one of these one of these men who will who will do that. You know, letting them know upfront. And I feel like because I was honest, whatever happens is is your fault. But then I'm mad every single time when I got to deal with the same thing of women wanting more. And so I had to realize that I was the common denominator. That's the conversation I had with the men. So yes, I do believe, you know, if we're not trying to go further when we know she's trying to go further, then then we shouldn't do it. But on the exactly. on the other side, it's like with women, whenever things don't go their way, then the man is just this super problem. Whenever the yeah. woman can't get whenever the woman can't get what she wants. That's I a agree. Point. I agree, point. but I did want to bring this up because when you ask, like, what are what are men manipulate? How are men manipulating women? One of the key things, you know, women are always saying a man manipulated oh. them out of the draws. A man used his gift to gab, used his charm. Now there's a big. I, I'm seeing a lot of conversations on TikTok 
where women are talking about sexual coercion. If a man asks a woman to get in the bed with him more than once, like they're saying that that is sexual coercion and it should be labeled as SA. So literally like that women are using that. And oftentimes it is because something has soured. You realize that the man don't want a relationship, that the man doesn't want anything serious, that the man just wanted to hit it and now he out. Now you're foul and saying, oh, he manipulated me. And that's my, and that's my, and that's my issue. That's my issue. So now if I'm charming, I'm, I'm manipulated. Did you want to have sex? Did you like me? Did you like my energy? Did you find me attractive and wanted to have sex with me? So if you did, had all of those things, it's like, damn, because he didn't want to have a relationship. Now he manip like, come on, like you got to take some accountability as an adult. It's not yeah. manipulation. I, I can't say it's manipulation. Do you think that women um, have kind of depended on um, men not being able to call them out on their bullshit? Yes. Yes. And neither other women can't call them out on their bullshit. So everything is going to be the man's fault. Now, back to you talking about the, the sexual coercion. I actually did a video on this years ago that had millions and millions of views. Um, the thing is, and this will be, we got to have a lot of conversations. I live the world as a tall, two, you know, a 5'10", 5'11", 260 pound man, right? This is how I view everything in the world through this lens. I walk anywhere, I go through anywhere. I know I can fight. I know nobody's going to have an easy time. If you pull a gun out and you're close to me, I'm going to wrestle you. Like, this is my lens. I don't, as living life through that, I don't recognize when I'm imposing on a five foot woman. If my intentions aren't bad, I don't, I don't recognize that she's afraid. I'm, I'm in the moment, I, I invited you to the bed and you might've said, no, okay, a lot of, now, oh. Oh, shit. Ooh. Uh oh. No. Where you going with it? I'm, I'm going, I'm Girl, going. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Don't go no, no does not always mean no. Oh God, we about to get Yeah, though, like real talk. Okay, no. so we got to talk about this. And I want to say this real quick before we get into it, because I want to talk about this. Is it financial coercion when a man says no, when a woman wants his money or wants him to do mm. something financially and she asks more than once? You see how one-sided yeah, like we be, though? Like, like come on, like first way to say Wait a goddamn, what I'm are we doing? Real talk, though. Like real that. talk. I like that. When a man says like no to that like purse, to that, to that hairstyle, <laughs> like, she is it financial coercion? What you doing? When you throw it, when you trying to throw it back to get what you want, is that coercion? Like real talk. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm gonna give you your credit. Hey, Chris, what the credit. hell you doing, girl? Uh, listen, look, this I'm is just not how that's supposed to go, boo. Be okay, honest. I'm done. We're supposed that's... to be the victims here. <laughs> the hell going on? <laughs> but that's typically how it is, though. Always a perpetual victim, you know. And I'm not saying that the men are right. I'm saying we have to have a lot of conversations uh, prior to, we have to have conversations in the moment. You know, um, you know we, we got to talk about protecting yourself. Every, everything you teach about protecting is not victim blaming. You know, I have a 19 year old daughter. My, I'm, going, I'm going to like, say my, my, my daughter, whom I love and I, I raised. If my daughter's in college and she goes to a party and she gets drunk 
and she takes some LSD and she gets gang raped. Now, first of all, before I get caught, I'm going to try to kill all of them. That's the truth. But when I, when I get back to my daughter, I'm going to, as a good father, I have to say, baby, you can't go to these parties and get drunk and pass out. But that's victim shaming somehow. Yeah. Yeah. They will say that. Um, a lot but of the crazy thing is never victim blaming when we teach young black men how to survive an encounter with the police. We don't call that victim blaming. When Trayvon mm -hmm. got killed and everybody was saying, telling their sons not to wear their hoodies, that was never yeah. victim blaming. That was just teaching your son how to survive. We can't even exactly. teach women how to survive because they're going to say, no, only thing is responsible for rapists are rapists. Yes, that's, that's true, but you can also protect yourself. But let me ask you a question because um, Concrete and I have kind of had these types of conversations extensively okay. um, when it comes down to victim blaming. But what I guess what I'm trying to figure out is I think that certain types of clothing um, more so invite um, assault. More so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. um, but if you say that a lot of women tend to get upset. Oh, you just trying to say if I, she could have on a long dress and it could still, well, I think that could still happen. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think like if a woman is dressed super provocatively in the wrong environment, she does put herself in more danger um, mm -hmm. than not or dealing in certain types of professions. Um, like uh we talked it's about a, there was a young lady yeah there was a young lady who got um unalived some year uh about a year or so ago named mercedes moore and um you know i'm not gonna say that i i, I i'm not gonna say i didn't have any empathy for her because i don't she feel like anybody should, yeah anybody should lose their lives but um i guess my bigger my bigger the part of the problem that i have a, a my big part of the problem with it is is that a lot of women will put themselves in positions to where certain things can happen, mm -hmm. but these same jobs, these same professions are super glorified by everybody in society to a certain degree. And the way that we support it and what we watch, what we listen to, who we follow, what we like. And so I'm like, that, I, that doesn't I, make sense. When I, I was talking about no doesn't always mean no um, before. And so this woman is, you know, no always means no. And she gives me this craziest example in the world. She says, I can tell you I want sex. Set up time to have sex. Come over your house two in the morning, get drunk, get naked, initiate sex. And then when you start putting it in, I can say stop. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you can't say stop. But yeah. come on. Why would you... Why would you put yourself in that deep of a, uh, uh, you know, a position? That's dangerous. And, and, and try and try to use that as in like, like, come on, you are putting as a man. So a lot of women want to live in a fake world. They're just not real reality. It's certain thing. I'm there, certain things. I'm not going to do as a man. You know, I'm not from Queensbridge projects. I would never be in Queensbridge projects with a bunch of jewelry on. I don't know nobody. Yeah, they gonna rob me. The the funny thing is, my husband said this to me. So we do have these conversations often. And I agree that um, not to say that certain clothing that you wear warrants you being attacked at all. But no, I think no. it does um, um, 
that it gives a message. You're sending a message. I think that your um, when you wear certain things, certain provocative clothes, and you're in certain environments, it does. Um, predators will look at you as, as as like an easy prey. So if you're there and you have on little to nothing, no clothes, and someone is there in a burqa, they're going to be more likely to be enticed by you. So just with that comparison. But my husband and you're says giving off that thing. energy. But go ahead. Yeah. My husband says this thing that a lot of men won't like, but he says that all men are predators. But so, but most men uh, like are dis like a lot of men are disciplined enough to keep that predator at bay. He said, for example, like you said, if something happened to your daughter, you have to go out stalk, you know, and possibly do away with somebody. Uh, you 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 know you you go try to make sure you ain't getting caught. You know you go try like you're literally stalking your prey to to because somebody harmed yours. Like that is a predatory behavior that a man has, and it's almost instinctual when you hurt somebody that they love. And yeah. he says all men have that in them, and a lot most men can control that. But literally, you know, women will feel like well, you know, I can do as I want. I'm, you know, this is America. I can go around in nothing if I want. And I can come to your house and entice you and do all of these things and leave. And I should be safe. And unfortunately, you don't not know. Not like that. Yeah, you're not in a world where you can do what you want. Men cannot do what we want. We can't even, women will talk to a, a six foot five, 300 pound man like he's her size. Like, let baby, he will break your face. Exactly. I knew the chat right. wasn't going to like that comment, but if something happened to your child, that predatory nature will come alive in you. Uh, I yeah, I didn't have a, I mean, I don't like to be called a predator, but I can understand. Yeah, you don't like it, but. I think it don't sound yeah, nice. But, uh, but I can understand what he's trying to say. You don't always have to agree with exact wording to understand the point that somebody's trying to make. And that's one of the things I hate is people never sit back and say, what message was this person trying to convey? They get caught up in all the semantics, get caught up in the exact language. And I, I'm not going to do that. Did I like the word predator? Would I have used something different? Yeah. But did I understand where he was going with it? Yeah. And if I understand where you're going with it, I don't got to argue about the word. That's just my thing. Yeah, that part. But my thing, right? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just going to read the Super Chats real quick. Uh, Shout out to CD. They said, I see that last name. Is this brother Ghanaian? BF and Ghanaian? No, 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 I am not. Okay, he's not Ghanaian. Um, There's some ladies in the chat that wants to know, are you married? Do you I have- am not married. I am not married. No, Child, I am he not. outside. I am single. And I want you to, what, what, what I said earlier? <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> I'm outside and I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Let me stop. It's not a dating <laughs> show. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna do a dating show one day. Come hey, on, hey, bring me on. Bring, bring, bring me on. Now. Bring he me told on. y'all I'm where he can be found gym. on his socials. I'm in, I'm in the gym too. I mean, no, I'm in the <laughs> They said that 260 pounds. Uh oh. Hey, <laughs> That's, a <man> <laughs> That's a man's man over here. <laughs> 
Shout out to Black Wolf Inc. He says, howdy, howdy, Black Wolf. And thank you so much for your support. Um, shout out to Uncle Stu. Oh, man, on the blog. What's good, Uncle Stu? He says, shout out to Queensbridge from Money Making Manhattan. Supporting the stream. Thank you so much for that. And shout out to Black Wizard. He says, becoming a predator is a behavior. You can have aggressive inclinations and not be a predator. Thank you, Black Wolf. Excuse me, Black um, Wizard. Black Wizard. I, I don't I know. Becoming a predator. I don't know. Is it, I don't even know if it's becoming. It could be, if it's instinctual, if it's something in you, just like, you know, women have certain characteristics that are in them, like for most of us, anyways, um, that are instinctual to us, that we don't have to develop, they're instinctual, but um, well, you don't have to agree, like I said, that's his opinion, and you know, yeah, I, I, I do, a lot say. of y'all wouldn't like that. But the reason why the word predator can can be problematic is like the, you know, the lion is, is the predator to the, to, to the gazelle, which means there's no point where the lion and the gazelle is okay. He is always trying to kill the gazelle for food. We are not always trying to harm black women. We, many right. of us love black women, lift up black women, help black women, jump in to help black women. And so another black man is trying to harm them. So we exactly. are not black. So we're not black women's predator because that would mean we are always trying to harm you, but we can be predatory. Right. And that's and what, I, thing, and that's what exactly. I understood what he was trying to say. And exactly. That's why I, that's and why I didn't have push evolved, said, mm, but then I got yeah, it. We're evolved beings. So of course yeah. you're, you have the capability of not mm -hmm. acting on your instincts, just like sex for us. Many of, you know, that's, that could be, that's an instinctual people. Rape like is not a, just an instinct. Listen to yeah. what I'm saying. People <laughs> who have like very low IQ who still understand sexual gratification, like that sex feels good and will still engage in sex, even though they don't know how to spell their name and can't, you know, like they have very low IQs. So that's what I mean by, you know, it being a very, um, I can't think of the name of the word that I, the term that I'm looking for, but um, not low level, but it, it um, it's, I can't think of the term that I'm looking for. As beings, you have the ability to not act on your instincts or to not act on every instinct that you have because we're we're thinking, functioning, productive people that know that just because this is something that's within me, that doesn't mean that I have to act on it. However, knowing that it's there, if someone tries to harm you and you're in a situation where you have to fight or flight, that nature could, you know, it, it exists for a reason. I wish. Okay. No fight. No fight. No fight. I understood. So I never had a. I never had a real problem. I understood what he meant. Shout out to American Negro. He says black people should stay away from the word predator. We should just stick to defender. Hillary Listen, Clinton started that shit. <laughs> Don't be triggered. Don't be triggered. And there's different types of predators. You think of a lion, then you think of a fox who's sly and sneaky and like there's different types. However, like don't it's not don't be triggered. If you don't think it applies to you, then fine. You don't have to agree. That's one person's opinion. You can have a different one. That, that That's perfectly OK. Um, don't miss the message because of a word. 
They will. They, 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 they don't semantics. They'll argue yeah, semantics for three hours. Message. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Don't miss the message because of a word. But um, looking for a reason to miss the message, how? A lot of times. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to black women messing up the dating game, tell me how you got there. But wait a minute, wait a minute. We got a celebrity in the building. Shout out to Saida in the building. Saida, it is so good to see you. Welcome, 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 welcome back, girl. We how you doing, Saida? <laughs> I actually want to play his uh, clip. Let's clip it up. Let's clip it up. <laughs> I don't even know what video it is. You want me to pull it up, Creek? Oh, I'm talking like I know what Creek it is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> about dating right now. Men texting me thinking we're gonna invite me somewhere to, and spend some money on me. I'm just gonna be, it's gonna be blunt about it. I don't wanna sit and text all day. Oh, what do you like to do for fun? What do you know? Social media has shown me something very strange about myself. I have never had a problem I'm spending money too. on Looks like you drinking a little in bit fact, more than shoot, I've had a first date in Aruba. But there is something about watching video after video after video of women proclaiming that you have to just waste your money on them and they don't even want to get to know you that make me uncomfortable doing something I've been comfortable doing for 20 years. Ladies, shut up. Y'all are talking yourselves out of getting money spent on y'all. Okay, so I want to start. I, I got a couple questions. Um, okay, I saw the clip, right? I didn't see the clip. You didn't see the clip? No, I didn't see the clip. Oh no! No, I didn't see the clip. It did play. Um, basically, uh, there was a. You gonna play it again? You got your YouTube pulled up. Do I have my YouTube? No. Pull up your YouTube and put our channel in so you could see what's going on when we when they talking shit about you in the chat. And so we could laugh together. <laughs> I, I'm on the phone. Um, I don't know how to do all that right now. <laughs> oh, then but no, don't, don't bother it. Don't bother it. Let me give you the gist of the clip. It was a okay. clip where you were talking about how black women are messing, well, women are messing up the dating game because they're talking too much. You went on to say you went on a first date and even taken <laughs> someone to Aruba. So, so, like, you don't mind spending money on women, but women, like, I guess with these demands are doing too much with their requirements. And, you know, um, I, I kind of needed you to give a little bit more context as to what you meant by that, as well as what the original video was about, because it was unavailable. Alright, the well, the, the original video was just a young lady like, you know, uh, uh, take me somewhere and spend some money on me. Like, uh, it was a longer video, but that was just of like, no, you're going to take me somewhere and you're going to spend some money on me. And I just didn't, you know, just watching all of these videos about money. So let me, let me preface this. A lot of stuff that I see on social media, I don't see in real life. So I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a just say that. So there's a lot of stuff that's said on social media. When I meet women in real life, is not the way it presents. But 
when you're on social media a lot, that starts to affect everything because everything that comes into your senses becomes a part of you. So I'm watching so many women have all of these demands that they're just making prerequisites. And it's just like, let me do something because I want to do it. And if I like, it's a, it's a quote that says, find a woman that doesn't ask for anything and give her everything. Like, that's what we be looking for. Like, I, I want to, I want to give you everything. I don't have no problem spending no money on no woman. But if, if you are, if I see you like, well, a man better buy me this and he better buy me that. I'm like, first of all, I'm looking at you like you're going to be ungrateful. You are not going to be appreciative because you feel like this is something that's supposed to happen for you. So I don't even want to do it. I was, I was, I was in that video. I was just saying, can y'all just shut up so I can just spend my money in peace? That's what, that was the gist of, because I don't want to not take a woman. Like my, I like to eat at certain places, right? But I like the company of a woman. So if I have, if this is where I already eat, I'm going to take you there because I like the company of a woman. I like to travel. And I like the company of a beautiful woman. So sometimes I might meet a woman and she might be free. And I'm like, hey, you want to go here? Let's go. That's about me. It's not about the woman. It's what I want to do. But if I keep seeing so many women like making these things prerequisites, it kind of turns me off from doing something that I already just do. So that's what that video is about. Okay, uh, but wouldn't you say that that would be your own fault to a certain degree that women are acting like this, Mr. First Date in Aruba? Um, um, because you're the one going to Aruba, you taking them to fancy restaurants without mm -hmm. them having actually earned anything. You're doing this because that's what you like to do. But yeah. then you create a certain audacity in women when you start the behaviors off like that. Well, I don't believe that just because you get something done for you that you have to automatically become unappreciative. What makes you think she's under unappreciative? Oh, just because, because she has a prerequisite. No, no, no. no. <laughs> see, see, this is right. It's a difference between a woman who has a prerequisite and has a standard and the women that's online. Like, no, take me somewhere and spend some money on me. It's a difference. It's a difference. I, I can see I can look at a woman and see a certain kind of standard that she has, and that's fine. I don't care what you, what your standard is, but it's a difference when you're looking at social media the way messages are conveyed. So totally, you're not totally cash shopping her um two five hundred dollars a thousand dollars for her number. Nah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that guy. And I and I don't, I don't have a problem with that guy. I don't have a problem with that guy either. If you gotta do you know do what you do. So, a lot of times, especially when you're somebody who's made money, you know, you're not looking at money the same way. So it was guys like, hey, you took a woman to a roof. I'm like, dog, and spending $2,500 for a great time in Aruba, that don't hurt me. And and I'm and I enjoyed myself. So well, I wanted to let me ask go. you this. Because it's is that like, you know, we're in a space, you know, being, you know, um, in the manosphere, right? Uh, a lot of the men constantly talk about Pookie and Ray Ray and how black women will deal with anybody and have kids by and I hate that, my nickname, my nickname is Pookie. <laughs> so, okay, so you might be able to relate to this that I'm saying. <laughs> no, no so, I don't because I'm very educated. <laughs> I'm a business owner. Well, listen, I'm, not, I'm not this Pookie that y'all keep talking about. So I'll take okay, this word. Listen, that. I, I, not me. I, I didn't create you, the not moniker. You, but, not you, not you, but, not you. But go ahead. They love to talk about Pookie and Ray Ray and how black women have low standards and will deal with anybody, yada, yada, yada. But now we're seeing black women decide to level up and set these standards and requirements and say, 
I'm not settling for the bare minimum and a man is going to make an investment if he wants to deal with me. And then women are getting flack for it. Like, do you understand why black women themselves are saying we're no longer going to deal with riffraff? We're developing standards, especially as a coach. We're developing standards, um, excuse me, standards for ourselves. And in that, we're requiring men to make an investment if they're really interested. So, again, have your standards. Shut up. You don't got to be on a, bro on a podcast bro broadcasting. I have my preferences in women. I'm not online talking about my preferences. You like white women? No. <laughs> oh, uh-uh, but uh-uh. Every time I see a white woman, I think Emmett Till. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm, baby. Hint, 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 niggas. Hint, niggas. Yeah, uh-uh. No, 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 no. No white, no, no white women. But even when men talk about their preferences, they get attacked online. So, you know, just shut up. Just shut up. Concrete are borging out, sweets. I know. Yeah, I don't. Hold I, don't on. Mind the I don't mind the standards. You know, I don't. I don't even really get mad at the podcast. I look at it. So, and say, well, you know, baby, are you gonna? Are you ever gonna attract that man? You know. Yes, but this is the thing. So I've noticed that a lot of women who do have those types of standards of so cash at me for my number, um, or do A B C D, get my hair, nails, feet. Um, I'll get all this stuff done before you can take me out on a date. You do have guys that, and I, I honestly feel that men created the culture before women bought into it. You have a lot of guys yeah, that are simps that. that have engaged in that type of behavior. So I think that's what gives the women the audacity. And I'm not saying that it's right, but that's what gives them the audacity because somebody's done that before. But still, a gift is a gift. You can't start taking gifts and making gifts mandatory. So just accept your gift. Like I did this for you, accept your gift. But what if you are on um, social media and what happens is, and I think social media has kind of ruined dating and mating yes. for a lot of reasons. Yes. But if you're on social media and you, you're you an attractive woman, you don't even have to be an attractive woman. You could be half-ass attractive, but you got a thousand guys in your inbox and uh -huh. women don't really know how to pick and choose who's who and what's what off of social media, whatever. But a lot of women be like, well, if you're really serious, when men are serious about a woman, a lot of men tend to invest um, gifts and monetary value when they're yes. really interested. And so mm -hmm. I think women are trying to level it out. Well, if you're not trying to get some ass, waste my time, bullshit me, let me see what is what you're really hitting for because we know what you're going to do for a woman that you like. And vice versa, women do things for men that they like. Um, <laughs> like a, man, a woman is not going to make a man go jump through hoops when she wants to fuck him. She's not making him jump through hoops when she wants it versus when 100%. she doesn't want it 100 so yeah no again i think a lot a, a lot of what's said on social media is not real life it just gets irritated i think all of these podcasts where they keep doing what do you bring to the table and all i think these they all need to go to hell like i'm tired of like <laughs> after you saw the 1000 podcast talk about this why did you decide to be 1001 and had the same damn conversation like i'm i'm just tired of seeing it but i ne i never have an issue with a woman having whatever standard she has i i think a lot of women are delusional i think there are a lot of women in who what are ways not, because they are not attractive enough to, to receive what they're asking for Ooh. uh oh wait a minute okay so 
Hold on. We got to talk about that. Okay. So wait a minute. There's a there's a certain yes. uh, number on the scale that you have yes. to be in order to make those requirements. Let's talk about no, it. No, Let's no, get no, into no. It. no, anybody can make the requirements, but you have to be a certain level on us. That's like Kevin Samuels was given the 100% truth. Do the men that you want, want you. That, and if you are six on a scale, a five on a scale, and you want this great particular dude, you got to settle for a six wow. man. You got to settle for a six that's man. That's interesting because that's a common argument that we hear in the space that, that essentially women that essentially women are, are pricing themselves out the game that yes. women who aren't even all that attractive yes. are having these high demands or crazy requirements and it's it's outlandish and sometimes i wonder if it's even real or they just on these shows just to talk i don't even know if it's real again i don't see but, so much of this stuff in real life what do you see let in me real ask this though I, I, just real quick because for men to feel like women have all the audacity in the world to make a requirement as it relates to their pocket how is it not the same for men to make uh requests as it relates to her pocketbook like a man will come on the first date and expect you to sleep with him on the first date but for a woman to expect a five-star meal and the and the carpet to be rolled out on the first day it's how dare you well, I can't. I don't even. Who? What's he paying bills on the first no, day? I'm try, no, I'm, I'm not paying bills on the first day. I was just trying not to be inappropriate. In my <laughs> Do regard. you be having sex on the first date? That's what it is. <laughs> she gets um, all in your business. I've had sex on the first date. I've had sex on the first date in my life. <laughs> nah, what I. Listen, for one, sex. Listen, at least with me, sex is going to be mutually beneficial. So me buying you something is not beneficial for me. So those things are not equal. You get to see her happy. Smile. No, 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 That's good validation nah, right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. She, I'm, I'm going to see her happy <laughs> after sex, too. So, oh, good night. <laughs> so good I ain't got to buy. I ain't got to buy enough. But again, I don't mind. You, listen, if you want to have whatever standards you can have, all right, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. That man that's making $250,000 got options. That handsome man got options. He is He is not. He is not. The Listen. interesting thing, the interesting thing about that is recently there was a study that was done, and I think it was by Pew Research, and it talked about how a third, only a third of women are single, but 63% of men are single. So it, it, it stands to reason that women have more room to make standards and requirements. And men are, it's, it's, it talked about how men are going, like, set, like ton of, a ton of men, a large percentage of men are going, you know, have gone over a year without having sex, not necessarily because they want to, but like they're sexless and they're, they, they're not in relationships and they actually desire relationships. Yeah. No, Whereas yeah. women. Yeah, the majority. Yeah, well, so what that means is the majority of women are side chicks. Side chicks. Or just chicks that's getting having sex with. Because we're talking about all the women or all the men. It's way more single men than single women. How can how can that be? The, those women. Or they're lesbians. Like, 
it, no, it's it's a small percentage of men who are having sex with a, a, a majority of the women. So we are here pollying it up, is what yes. you <laughs> Yes, yes. It's a whole bunch of dudes that women will not look at. And they're all looking at a small percentage of the men. And that small percentage of the men are having their way. And that's why I'm saying those men have all these options. They're not picking the six, the five with three kids. You know what I'm saying? Four they kids. Not. No, not that's in mass. I mean, men know. want women with three kids. Men want to be stepdads out here. Yeah. They can drink those Capri Suns, play that game. In certain ages of life, like I don't, I don't, I don't mind a few kids because uh, I only have one, and I always wanted a big family. But when I was thirty, I wasn't dealing with nobody with two kids. Okay. I'm in my, my forties now. It's a whole, it's a different ball game. It always been like that. Guys, guys in their forties or fifties will deal with the the woman that got three kids, but it's a woman that's twenty two with three kids. The twenty two year old man don't want her. Yeah, hell no. Do you think that men um, are settling more or have settled uh, more than the women? What is settling? Meaning that, uh, let's say the man is more handsome than a woman is pretty, or he's in a great financial situation. She's a bum. Um, I mean... That settling word, I, I take I take issue with uh, because it's like, all right, did he like her? Like, I'm, I'm not settling if I like you. So if, okay. I'm, if I'm, you know, if if I'm doing well financially, like I'm not really concerned about how much money a woman is making. I can find a woman at McDonald's and be attracted to her, and then meet her and talk to her. She got a good head on her shoulders, and she want to do things that fit with things I want to do. And I don't care how much money you make. I'm not settling for you. Okay. Let me ask you this, because what you describe is akin to what they called in this space as dinner whores. And um, dinner whores were the women who just go out, who look just looking for a free meal, essentially. And so do you think that like when a woman makes these demands and she's saying a man got to do this, this and that, that they really don't have interest in the guys that they are dating if they're serious, that they're just looking for a free meal and a nice dating experience? I'm gonna say this: If if you've experienced a dinner whore, then you really need to step your your you you need to step your game up. I don't experience dinner whores. It's, I'm I, I'm a, a charismatic man. I'm a handsome man. I'm doing well in life. Why would a woman just want to be a dinner whore with me? It doesn't make sense. So if you're experiencing dinner whore after dinner whore. You you need you need to change your wardrobe. You need to change your mannerisms. You need to change how you hold your face. I can look at a man and tell his confidence level by the way he holds his face. And women can see the same thing. They see it in your face that you're not confident, that you're not walking in your masculine energy. And yeah, so you are see, you are dealing with dinner whores because that's the kind of energy that you are giving off. I've never met a dinner whore. I never ever? Met, I've I've never encountered a woman that's just going out with me just to eat. No, no, no. What am, what? So when it comes down to you know what a um an incel is, correct? Yes, that's somebody who's like intentionally not having sex and not doing other involuntary women, right? celibate. Oh, it's involuntary. So yes. involuntary means yeah. you just can't you can't get that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, even okay. though I feel like you can go pay for some and be done with it, but okay. maybe but not no woman is from the woman you basic. you want it from, like that you right. like. Okay. So what what about them? What's the I was going to say, like, what advice would you have for men like that, um, even though you kind of highlighted a little bit, but there are men who are generally getting used and yes. a lot of them don't sometimes have any game to themselves. Mm -hmm. And so um, women will be nice to them um, and basically pull the wool over their eyes. What, what, what type of advice would you have for men like that? And I would say the same thing to them as I as I say to women. The woman didn't pull no wool over your eyes. You knew you you knew what it was, but you just wanted to have proximity to this woman by any means necessary. So for one, personal development coach, that's going to help you just build. Once you build up your confidence, everything about you, everything about your energy, your aura that oozes from you is going to change. If you you probably going to need to go hire a stylist to get you to dress a little bit better. You got to work you you got to work on your charisma. Also, I see a lot of guys like nobody wants these animated men. It's a bunch of animated women. Y'all keep y'all yeah, keep wanting, exactly. Y'all keep wanting Instagram models. Is your is your problem? Mm -hmm. Same way I'm saying them sixes need to deal with men that sixes. Y'all need to deal with each other. But but are, man, let let me ask you just real quick. Because if a man is making the money, let's say he's uh -huh. making the money, but he might dress, uh, he may not know how to dress, but he's making uh -huh. the money. He could be a very nice guy or a decent guy. He's I'm not, really, uh -huh. I don't believe in nice guys, so to speak, but he'd uh -huh. be a decent guy and is saying that his money should be able to carry him. No, no. Great equalizer. So, 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 so listen, if the money is the great equalizer, then stop complaining when all they want is money. Uh -huh. mm. Well, that's you know, don't come don't yeah. complain. No, when I when listen, when I was out in the streets years ago, my young, young age, it was some women that only wanted money. And guess what? They got it. And I didn't feel no type no type of way about it. I knew what it was about, they knew what it was about, and it was what it was. I wasn't expecting her to love me. You wasn't? No. Do you no. think men expect too much from women um off top? Mm. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Let me ask you this. So, uh, being that you're single, and I saw someone comment this, and I'm certain that it's not that you know you don't have any luck with the ladies, but would you consider you know joining the passport bro movement and going abroad nah. to find a prospective nah, wife? No, nah, no. Nah. No. I'm not a. No, I don't. No, I mean. In my travels, if I if I happen to to meet a woman, because I, I mean I travel out the country, so if I happen to meet a woman, a, a black woman, out the country somewhere, then I mean if that happens, that happens. But the passport bros is built on a foundation of basically there's no good black women here, and I'm not going to say that there's no good black women. I know it's a lot of good. I'm very picky. That's why I'm single. So you know, I'm so out of a whole country full of women you haven't been able to seal the deal even though yeah, you picky. feel there are good black women mm -hmm. here so every good black it woman sounds, is not i'm not gonna lie it sounds suspect as hell but <laughs> why Just wait because why would be but no but say, understand something every good black woman is not good for me again mm. i know i know exactly who i am and what i need to facilitate my life 
you can, I have some, I know some women who are great women, but they're not a match for me. But you still sleep with them? No, 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 no. I'm talking about just women I know as friends. No, I'm saying, uh, but women that you know that may not necessarily be a great match, but they could be good for the right <laughs> now. <laughs> I mean, I've had some, I don't, listen, people will never be believing me when I say this. I don't have a lot of sex. Yeah, we didn't believe it either. I had I had you so much sex. I had so much sex in my in my younger years that at, by 30, man, I've I've done three years celibate twice. Wow. Wow. You know what though? That means that you're likely gonna be disciplined. Like and I'll be focused. I'll be so focused on my business and my future. I was focused on raising my daughter, you know. So it's just like those things. I, I had things that I felt were more important at the time than running around chasing women because I, I, I have done your that. face. You don't you think know, people you know, can be celibate, Danny? Oh, I've done it. I can't stand you. <laughs> I've, done it. I've, I've done it. Oh, I because he's celibacy. Celibacy means to not go like to go without um releasing at all. Celibacy so, means you ain't having sex with somebody. Come on, stop. Now you're trying no. to add stuff. <laughs> Anyways, um, Danny, you want to read the super chats? Yes. Um, shout out to the active activist. He says, hashtag cookie credit bureau. We are tired of the games. No, I think men love to be seduced. I, I think all men do. Um, we like it. We like to be seduced, yeah. I can say that. I can say that. Uh, but, how are, but how are the games being played? How Like, it It don't take me, but I meet a woman. Cause I, I'm not saying I don't meet women. But I meet women, and then a week or two, and I'm like, no. So, like, how are y'all allowing these games? They ain't gonna play no games with me for six months, <laughs> three months. Like I'm gonna recognize something is off. It's not clicking, and I'm gone. But I think it kind of starts with um, having self-esteem from a ground level. Okay. Um, I think a lot of people, like for me, for my instance, I swaned, and so beat you upside swaned. head, swaned. Meaning, I had low self-esteem for a long time, okay. and then oh, I as you. I grew, I, as I got older my self-esteem increased okay. and I didn't take as much bullshit. But mm -hmm. I think when you're younger and you haven't really been taught self-esteem, that translates when you get older and there's a, par yes. there's a price to pay for it. So you're going to get the same lessons over and over until you get it or unless you like living in a certain um, yeah. space within your life. So, so I, you got the work on you. You got the work on you. That's that's always going to be my key. I'm not, because I'm a personal development coach, so that's always going to be my thing. You have to work on you. You have to be the version of you that deserve the things that you want. And pe what people don't like to, to hear is right now, you don't deserve what you want. Oh, you can't tell wow. black women that. A black I'm going to tell, I'm tell, I'm tell everybody that. If you haven't done the work right Should now, you don't, like, deserve, oh, yeah, no. you don't deserve none of the stuff that you want because you're not that person. You have to be broken. The that we believe that. we deserve the best. You hear me? We <laughs> are queens. Yeah, and that's a trauma response. So, so, <laughs> so we, we are queens. Every, everybody need therapy. No, no, no. The being broken. But oh, okay, therapy. okay, okay. I was about to say, damn. 
But no, I, but, all right. So no, no, I'm gonna I'm take that back. I'm gonna say yes. The whole Queen King thing, that's a trauma response oh, oh, because we oh. were niggers. We've been so many negative things that now we go to the extreme to call each other kings and queens in order to raise us up from all the negative that we dealt with as black people when we weren't even considered humans. So oh, even here we yes, go. Even See, yes, we gotta go off somewhere else with response. this. I ain't even gonna get go there with this because. <laughs> Listen, this is a whole nother combo. This is a whole nother combo. I mean, we you don't see the white folks calling each other king and queen. Hey, king, hey, queen. They shouldn't. Like, <laughs> I, I can think of some things they should Wow, they, they, literally just, they literally got a king right now in Britain. And so that's literally okay. a king. <laughs> you know okay, what, what should they be I mean, calling each other? I'm not saying they should. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't going to say. Oh, concrete, type it in the nah. back chat. What should they be calling? <laughs> but it's still a, tra it's a trauma response. We're trying to correct the pain, so we're calling ourselves something elevated to, to lift us up. There's nothing wrong with that. We just got wrecked. Okay, you know, isn't gotta, that the same gotta... as an affirmation? That's the same as an affirmation. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying it's wrong. Um, shout okay. out to man of Tamara. He says, a Bravo, Alpha, November. LOL, why would a V-dub want to dinner whore him? Wow. I don't know what that means. Um, shout out to NJ Prophet. He says, I'll say it for him. Ain't no good black women in the U.S. Here y'all go. Here y'all go. You ain't saying that for me because that ain't what I'm. I'm not saying that. <laughs> nor do I. Nor do I believe that. Have you I, ever been married? I have a no, I haven't. Go ahead. I have a question. So, listen to like the last comment. You know, ain't no good black women in the U.S. and black women hearing that type of rhetoric, as well as I saw you highlighting how black men go in on the sisters on your page or whatever on TikTok. Um, you know, can you blame or what do you think about black women deciding that like they don't explore their own they, their options because they're like all is lost when dealing with black men. There's so many black men are denigrating black women and so many black men are, you know, seeking their passport because ain't no good black women. And so many black men have, you know, so so much negative to say about black women that, you know, all is lost as it relates to dealing with black men and they're going to try their luck outside of the race. What do you think well, about well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ask. Are we pretending that the 30 years of niggas ain't shit ain't happened way before this? <laughs> this no, you don't got to pretend. Are we, are we pretending? So Speak. I feel like that question is based on a false premise because men, no. men are just Men are just getting a voice that's being heard. We're not, women have been talking shit about us and what? talk shows and all kind of shit. <laughs> what? Like, how, many, how many real black male talk shows were there? Montel. <laughs> how many real? That's why, that is exactly why I said Arsenio real black Hall. Men. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Judge come Mathis. On. Come on. I don't know. <laughs> Judge Mathis ain't no talk show. It's a judge <laughs> show. No, but then, okay, but what about but the, the women, music that was put out? Because we've seen men make this argument over man, and over again. The music, the, the NWA, music NWA, NWA, niggas with voices had voices the, all the, the way up the to music, the Supreme Court. The music, Luke the music had a voice. Terrible. The music was terrible. Yeah, but that was the voice of men. But I, I kind of look at it like you had a culture 
um, back in the day where men use music to express their um, distaste for women during that time. And then during that time, you also had talk shows and shit where women voice their displeasure. Well, that's, with a small, that's a very small percentage of men who got the rap. It was just droves and droves of women coming in and out of talk show day after day after day after day after day. What percentage of black women? What percentage of black women do you think were on those talk shows? Like less than ten percent. A whole lot more than popular rappers. What? (laughs) No. But even if we go with that, who was who was buying the music? Like okay, so clearly, like even if it was only a small minute percentage. Not black men. There's more. There's more black women than white people that buying music. That's real. That's there you go. By black men be buying bootlegs. It's the women. <laughs> <laughs> but um, listen, if somebody wants to divest, listen, go go ahead. I'm never doing it. That's all. That's all. That's all I can say. I'm never doing it. I I love when I look at my daughter. I can see me. I would never want to have a child that I look at and I don't see me. That's my thing. Whatever somebody else want to do, just do it. Again, shut up. You ain't got to be on social media talking about how I'm divesting, whether you're a black man or a black woman. Just go about your life. What attention are you seeking that you got to come online to say, I'm leaving black women or I'm leaving black men? Just do what you want to do. As for me and my house, it's going to be a black woman. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. And if I never find a suitable black woman, I'm going to die alone. Oh, 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 that's serious. 100% 100% oh, serious. So serious. No, I have no, I have no desire in my body for a woman that's not black. Like there's nothing, there's nothing in me that's like, oh, I want to, I would like to be with her. There's no part of me. You're gonna be eating raisin, raisins in a potato salad in no time. Nah, you crazy. <laughs> you crazy. Nah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm I am like terrified of white women. Like all I, when I see a white woman, all I think is a rape case. That's all. That is the mm. only thing that comes to my mind. But black men in this space will say that black women, you know, that the odds are just as bad. You know that anything that the, that a white woman can do, a black woman has is weaponizing the system just like white women are. So you kind of, you know, you go, you might as well take I mean, your chances. Listen, and they're I mean, nicer. They're nicer and more listen. feminine. And and I, I think I, ooh, I definitely think they are more feminine. Um, but black women have to ha- have had to struggle through a lot of things that they didn't have to struggle through. So everybody has a sur- you know survival uh, mechanisms. In fact, your brain's primary job is to is to cause you to uh, survive. It's not to think. Your brain's primary job is survival. So it creates all different types of, of coping mechanisms through things that you deal with. And black women and men have dealt with a whole lot of shit. You know, so the thing is, we're not used to women being aggressive. So it's easy to point out how our black women are a little more aggressive or a little more masculine. But we're not going to act like black men aren't more aggressive than white men. Just right. the, the, sound right. of, the, sound, the sound of my voice when I'm not even angry, and people think I'm angry, the sound of my voice is more aggressive than Tom. But the thing is, you're you're a man, so you're supposed to be aggressive. So as women, we're not supposed to be aggressive. But I'm sorry, like I feel like our femininity is exhibited in different ways than white women femi- exhibit their I femininity. Love, 
I would I would love to hear about this. Can you go deeper? I think that our femininity, like when I think of femininity, like I think of feminine, like I think of the women in my family and how they express femininity. Like the women in my family, how they express femininity was they wouldn't let nobody on the block. My grandmother, for example, nobody there was no child that was gonna be left hungry. My grandmother used to ride around with uh, extra hats and, and and scarves and stuff in her car for kids that would be cold. Like we lived in the Midwest. Like that's what's the, my grandmother had the whole entire church over to our house uh, after Sunday service and she cooked for everybody like femininity to me is seeing my mother and her church arms you know big uh arms like mm-hmm. over a pot of greens stirring it have teaching me how to pick greens like that is what I see as femininity not mm-hmm. this faux demure way in which white women have learned to present their femininity in order to um, uphold white patriarchy. Like, I think that they've learned to play a specific role. And like, as people, we think that that is the only way that that femininity only looks one way. And it is how the white woman presents it. But I completely disagree with that. Femininity smells like white diamonds and collard greens. And my mama teaching me how to pick them. How to cut? Uh, how I to think, cut? I think all of that is a part of this, but so is softness. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I think that that, no. but that softness, nurturing, caring about kids so in the now, neighborhood, and what making sure that the church is fed—that's that is I'm, softness. I, yeah, but I'm talking about you know what I mean when I'm saying softness. But again, so so me, I'm not on that train. If you go on my, you go on my TikTok, and this video has been shared thousand thousand times by other people who have you know just put it on on, on TikTok. I talked about how, you know, black men are comparing white women and black women's femininity, but we don't want to compare black men's and white men's masculinity or black Uh-oh. men's and Asian men's masculinity because those men have built nations. Those men have militaries. Those men have economies. Those men have built all this. And, and, and all we're building is a bunch of complaints. So I don't think we have the right to compare black women to white women if we not measuring up to none of the mm. men on this fucking earth. Ooh. Now, so, and men that call me all kind of simps for that. That ain't no, that's warrior shit. That ain't simp shit. That's real I man agree. shit to be, to be it saying, now, nah, nah, we need to be building shit. Not, nah, mm-hmm. I'll take some reparations, but we don't need reparations if we just come together, put our money together and build some shit. Oh, if we build nah, a they, all, all, all they, all they going to do is come and burn it down again. Burn down who? Huh? Who I'm letting, but, I ain't let no, I ain't let nobody take that from me on the corner. I ain't let nobody. So, so it's like a, it's, it's a bunch of bitch shit. I only want to use the word bitch. It's uh, a bunch of, it's a bunch of punk shit from a lot of these men. And so let me ask you, you a question. But real quick regarding that, Danny, I just wanted to say I agree with everything you're saying. But when it comes to um, comparing and contrasting, I do think that that is a valid point. However, but like in this space, they say that this space was built so that men have essentially have a place to come and commiserate. So can both of those things happen at the same time? Can men build and make sure that they're building, that they're forming political parties, that they're advocating for themselves and building their communities and still also have a place where their voices can be heard in regard to their experiences with black women. No, build the shit first. Okay, and and, uh, that's what I wanted to kind of get down to. What about um, when we talk about what our ancestors have built here and Mm -hmm. what has happened to the things that we did build? And then when it comes down to men building, 
what does that look like um, from a man's perspective? Because as a woman, if a man is an entrepreneur, to me, that's building. If a man is supportive of his family and he's building a stronger community, to me, that's building. So I kind of feel like a lot of times we're super duper hard um, on men when we're talking about they're not building and what we haven't done when we we have built something or men have built something. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of things that men did build were destroyed or sold or whatever, whatever. But I, it's not mm-hmm. because of of things that we haven't done before. Okay. So if, if I was talking to the men from the 1900s that built the black wall streets across this country, I wouldn't have this tone. If I was talking to the men who built, rebuilt the black wall streets up into the 1950s, when everything got eminent domain and taken from them, I wouldn't have this tone. We ain't built shit in the past 50, 60 years. So that's, so I'm talking to men of today and what I'm saying, Bill, Bill, Malcolm X, one of my favorites. Malcolm says, the right to sit in the front or the back of somebody else's bus is not equality. Equality mm. is having your own bus company. So equality is not a black president. Equality is a black government. Mm-hmm. So if we're not building towards 100% independence and autonomy, where there is no white man that has any say in black existence, then I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because that's what these other motherfuckers are doing. That's what these other people are doing. Russia right now is like, no, we want Ukraine back. We want Ukraine to be a part of our country again. And what they doing? Them men over there going to war to take that country back. And then yes. the other men is going to war to make sure they keep their country. Come on. Nah, y'all. The thing nah, is, are scared. I agree with you. And I don't think this is a Cynthia G talking, talking point. This is really like a... a Conscious talking point to be completely honest, I and you guys, I've never listened to it before. Of course, you guys, you guys will compare and contrast how we need to model our communities after China and you know, all these other countries who have had success and talk about you know, um, things that the black community has, ha, you know, ways in which the black community has failed. But when somebody is, is being solution focused and talking about things that, you know, black men should be doing in order to lead and in order to be productive, you know, you want to shun it or you don't want to hear it or it's hogwash and yada, yada, yada. And I, I agree with everything that he said, like wholeheartedly. I think you're on point. Oh, thank you. Do you think that black men not building is the way that the dating market is the way that it is now? I think that could be a, I think it could be a part of it. You know, as as a man, I cannot start anywhere but the mirror. As, you know, as a man, I it, that's just my my masculine energy always says I got to start in the mirror. My my profession as a personal development coach is always going to tell everybody to start in the in the damn mirror. So I don't think black men, I don't think we have the space to say some of the things that we do if we're not building. Now, I even though I agree with some of the critiques of black women, I would still say, let us build some shit first and then let's see how they fall in line. Do you think black men should abandon dating and mating until something is built? 
No, because black women can be very integral into, you know, helping us, helping us build. So, you know, we're not going to act like, you know, black women weren't part of the civil rights movements or weren't part of. The black you know, movement, of, come on, 70 you know, percent but, but of you, you, Black Panthers was black women. But you know what I, yes. um, my thought process is, is that we're damn near in a state of emergency as a people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think we've done too much focusing on dating and mating as opposed to really building cohesive relationships um, to build. And so it's like dating, mating, dating, mating, fucking dating, mating, ain't shit getting done, complaining these bitches ain't shit, these niggas ain't shit, mating. And it's kind of been a rinse repeat as opposed to men actually getting together and actually trusting each other to even get those things accomplished. Well, well, I mean, well, we can't just not date because then we're not going to procreate and then we ain't going to have no people. But it, it can't just be the dating, mating, dating, mating. Again, I'm, I'm going to go back to what I started with in the beginning. We got to know exactly who we are and we got to start picking women and, and women have to start picking men according to how they actually come together, the functionality of that relationship within what's being built within the community for the entire nation. Black nation, make sure um, we understand that. Yes. Uh, no, I agree with you. Oh, so I don't think we need to stop. I think we need to get better at it. I think we need to get, we got to stop arguing and stop and stop bickering. We got to stop all of the podcasts where all we want to do is argue about each other and start figuring out, all right, how can I, how can I help you heal? For some reason, we feel like we have no obligation towards each other. I ain't got to help no woman heal. I ain't got to help no man heal. That's because yep. they black. I have an obligation to help you heal. Ooh, but you know what? I um, agree we, uh, let me just get this out. It's a lot easier said than done. Um, yes. Like healing isn't a thing that you just wake up and it's like, oh, I'm just going to heal today. And no, it's going to be, you know, ABCD. Then when it comes down to the mental health of black people in general, black mm-hmm. men are the last on the list to seek help for their mental uh-huh. health because uh-huh. the system is not really designed for them to even participate in that you have um i think uh the mental health field is comprised of mostly women like as psychiatrists and therapists Mm -hmm. um what do you tell black men in that regard um when it comes down to healing who should they be going to well there i mean there are definitely um some men out there i i obviously am one of them um but the thing is if you are intentional about wanting to heal you're I got what I got. I got right, right here, right. Uh, is this right here? I oh, know this is the Body Keeps the Score workbook. I got one of one of these books is like seven weeks to self healing. You know, so it, yeah, this I think that's it right here. Acceptance and commitment therapy in seven weeks. Like there, there are there are there are products out there that you can use to help yourself. But the thing is, you have to want to be helped. It's not the lack of men in the field that that is the reason why men, you know, don't want to help. You gotta you gotta be intentional about it. But what if you're not understanding what's what's wrong? If you don't, if you don't understand, if you personally don't understand what's wrong. So I've read stuff that have opened my eyes. So I mean, you don't understand. You don't understand what's wrong. You the more you start consuming information, you start recognizing stuff. Gotcha. It's a lot of stuff. It is a, it's um, a, like I was, I was reading the Big Leap. No, no, not the Big. Was it the Big Leap? I was reading the Genius Zone, something like that. Uh, 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 uh. What is it? 
I don't know. So I was reading something and he was getting to one of these points and I was like, ah, that don't seem like that fit me. I'm going to skip it. But then I said, no, let me just read it because I do help other people. I can learn how to help somebody else going through that. Man, I got halfway through that chapter. I was like, God damn it, this ain't speaking to me. You know, so you, you can read and find it. But I wanted to be better. I wanted to learn. And I, I wanted to get therapy. And if I couldn't find therapists, I'm like, well, I'm going to buy books on therapy and I'm going I'm to help myself through that. Like, so there are ways of doing it. We just have to want to do it. And we, and we have to want to do it as a community. Like, we have to want to heal each other. Man, we have so much anger and hatred for each other. And everybody is so individualistic, which is just an American trait, you mm. know, to get everybody wrapped up in the capitalist ball of wanting to get things all for your own. And, and we've given it to that. We at the bottom of the pole and we got to go back to be in the community again. Absolutely. And the thing is, literally, with us being such a small percentage, we've adopted that westernized ideology of individualism, and it is not helping anybody. And even when you said that there, we have an obligation to one another, the chat erupted, and I don't have no obligation to these bees, and I don't have no, you know, this, that, and the other, and nobody wants to hear that. But really and truly, like, we can't, like, if, if we, if we, um, if we look at each other, if, if we have a collective mindset and we understand the power that we hold collectively, look at our GDP. If we understand, like, look what we once did. And then there's like naysayers in the chat and people who are like, oh, we tried building a, a towns once. Look how that t- turned out. Oh, you yeah, want to build a nation within a nation. Do you know? We like after slavery, how many black towns we had? Do you know uh-huh. how successful those towns were? And that is why those towns were destroyed. In addition to that, there is right now um, a town being built in Georgia where 19 families got together and bought 96 acres of land. I used to be in a Facebook group where we used to look at all of these vacant towns. You would be amazed how inexpensive it is to buy a town, especially in the South. They have towns for as low as five hundred thousand dollars, and these yeah, towns are they're called unincorporated. They're unincorporated yes. towns. Yeah, but it's I wanna, not difficult the, to do. It's not impossible for the, for the for the people that say we don't have any any responsibility for each other. Give, I'm going to give you a couple of stories. One, I was with one of my brothers, and he was um, trying to raise money for his unprisoned cell. He he called it. He was teaching kids how to you know, prevent going to jail and, and, and going to an early grave. And we were out there and we were trying to get people to donate. And this black guy, well, he said, I ain't donating. He said, uh, uh, my kids are good kids. My kids aren't going to jail. And just instinctually, I, I just out of me, I just said, well, I, I hope these bad kids that we trying to save don't kill your kids. So that's mm-hmm. just, that's, that's one story about how you know you have responsibility. But on the flip side, and I, uh, so, my daughter one day she was she was in this store and this young guy was in there just just acting very brown and being a little disrespectful towards her so the the guy behind the counter was like yo bro you need to chill man you don't you know what i'm saying you don't really know who her dad is oh who her dad who her dad so he pulls up one of my videos on youtube he says oh that's the guy that used to come teach me when i was in jail can you facetime him so now instantly the disrespect and all of that changed because of now the relationship that I had with him because I been, I taught in the jails for years. My daughter in middle school, I went and taught the boys at her middle school every Friday. 
all the boys in her sixth grade class, her seventh grade class, her eighth grade class, and now I have a relationship with all of these little boys, and my daughter is running around, maneuvering around in the city, and all the boys are looking out for her because of how I treated them. So now my daughter has a safety net because of the way I poured into these boys. Now, if we, if we multiply that by a thousand men, we begin to heal and change our community. So yes, we have a responsibility because if somebody's on your side of the street's house is on fire, all it takes is for the wind blow, for you to burn down with it. Let me ask you and a question. real quick, though, Danny, I just wanted to say this and I'm done. If you look at all these other, like, and look at all these immigrants who came over here, they're an isolated community. Look at, what is it, Williamsburg in, in New York? Look at, you know, the Chinatowns that you have in these places. They literally operate as communities. And and we're all, we always, especially in this space, compare ourselves to immigrant groups who have come over here and who have become successful, but we don't want to work together. We shun the idea of working together, but we constantly like, look at Hispanics, how they've come over here and they take it over. They're doing this and they're doing that because they work together. I'm done. But they come in uh, under different... Immigrants are already given yeah. monies and credit yeah. and housing and benefits and shit. Not, not, not all of them, not necessarily. A they lot come, of them. A lot of them and, come, you think they're coming across the border with money and housing no, and all of that? No, but I'm saying, I'm saying when it comes down to them doing better than us, when they finally do get into the system, they are given things that we had to work for and we had to work from the from the bottom up for versus what they're we giving. We lived amongst kids. them in the same, like if you look at our history, we lived amongst them in the same shanty, raggedy, rat infested places. They succeeded because they built together. They well, stuck I mean, together. Yes, they, they, like that, a lot of us true. lived amongst them. But they, they came with no residual effects of slavery, too. So yeah, I agree. Is, they didn't have the PTSD if, and the trauma. If, if, they, if they were just so great, they wouldn't be immigrating. They That's would just right. build where they are. The reason why they can't build where they are is because of the same systemic structures why we can't build where we are. Now, we can change our mindsets and build, but we got to make sure we're not looking at them like, oh, they came here and it was eat like, like, no, like they come here because there are structural things in their countries to why they can't see where they're from. Now, I, agree I wanted to, to get back to a point to where you were talking about with building the community. And I think you do a great job to be able to go out and mentor um, children that don't belong to you and uh-huh. that they you're actually. Okay. Fair point. Um, what about when it comes down to a society that has rejected a generation of men and these men don't want to build anything with these women? These men are saying, okay, you rejected me. You wasn't giving me no ass. The nigga you gave the ass to in jail, get him to do it. Of course he can't. But what what would you say to those men? Um, and just to kind of preface this, at one point I was thinking, I was like, if the and, and it kind of came down to the analogy that you gave. If you don't want these kids beating your kids' ass, then you need to kind of get over there and help, or you need to be a stepfather, or you need to go out and mentor kids. And black men have told me basically to kiss their ass with that talking point because they're saying, Well, first of all, I didn't destroy the community. 
I wasn't involved in the same types of behaviors that the men that destroyed the community. I wasn't involved in that. Um, I didn't make these babies. Why should they be obligated to go back and help a community that didn't help them? And see, I don't, I don't have that experience. I destroyed my community. So maybe my, I know maybe I know a lot of what I do is to bring life because I know I've been the cause of death. So a lot of what I do is based off of, you know, off of that guilt, you know, in, in particular, a lot of young guys that came up after me that wanted to live like me, you know, who lost their lives. So, you know, I spent many nights crying over, uh, you know, knowing I had a hand in the death of, of people that I love. So I have a different perspective. Um, but the same thing is, is, you know, if you don't do it, it's, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Like you can do everything, you can do everything right and you can still get killed. So, so do you understand where they're coming from, though? Like those men who say uh, yeah, we were taunted yeah, and teased yeah, and we didn't yeah. have a hand uh, in it. That like some we, of it, we didn't... Some, I, um, I don't want to hear shit about high school from no adults. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. At some point, you got to get over this fucking teasing. Everybody fucking got teased in, in fucking middle school and high school. I don't, I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about that. But we got to live in reality. That's just that's just that's just the gist of it. And if you are in if you're living in this community, you can be a victim at any moment. So why not be proactive to do something? Be, be selfish. Take that anger and, and take all of that and be so selfish that you want to make sure you're safe, that you want to make sure your children are safe by helping the community, because if you don't. I guess I always, and I'm from Philly, where rope, where we from, live in row homes. So literally, if one house is on fire, if we don't help get this house on fire and that wind blow to the right, your house will be next. So if you just want to sit and say, "I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that," that's fine. But you will deal with the repercussions of that. And let me you ask will, you a question: Do you think you have enough men that came from maybe like uh, such a background as yours that are um, giving back to? communities to where they had a hand in um maybe messing it up or destroying it it's a lot it's a it's a it's a, a lot of, of guys that come from my background that are doing the best that they can but they aren't equipped but then there are guys like my pastor in philly dr damon jones who never been in jail preached his first sermon at a jail and does a whole bunch of work work in the jails you just have to have a heart you just have to have a heart and a heart for yourself yeah. because again what what you don't do in the community will come back to bite you in the ass. Like, I mean, if you have children, uh, you know children what? gotta go to school with these bad But a lot kids. of these people, they say their kids don't go to school there. And they're saying, I don't have kids. I don't live in the community. F them kids. That's what the chat is full of. F them kids, okay. you know? Uh, then, 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 then go ahead. Then go ahead. Then go ahead. But the child that does not feel love from the community will burn it down to feel its warmth. And your house might be the one that they burn somewhere else because it's it, it's not just what they do in the neighborhood. Because yeah, we we didn't steal cars from our neighborhood. We went uh, we went in the better neighborhoods to steal cars. We went in the better neighborhoods to steal bikes. So you still ain't safe. You still ain't safe where you are. We knew people from our neighborhood ain't had no money. Nobody was robbing nobody in, in South Philly. We went to the areas where y'all had to take y'all stuff because we knew y'all was soft. Yeah. So you still ain't safe. And you're not safe from all the white folks that you got to deal with where you at. 
all the all all the outward aggressions, all the microaggressions, you still ain't safe. So 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 what? We got the hill. We got the hill and staying mad that you got rejected when you was young. All right, why did you get rejected? Were you corny? Were you corny? We can't hear you, Danny. I don't know if you're trying to say something. Yeah, I was. Um, I, I get what you're saying, but if you have the let's say, um, and you say you don't want to talk about high school because everybody got teased but yes. not everybody healed from those things that happened mm -hmm. back then and so mm -hmm. it does play out now and if you have guys that went through a whole lot of shit with their family and seen other sides of their family glorified like let's say you had a nerdy kid and you had a a, a kid that was swagged uh -huh. out and the swagged mm -hmm. out child was treated better no matter mm -hmm. what he did and then you're expecting the, the nerdy kid to come back and help fix what the swagged out guy destroyed. As, as one of the nerdy kids, I'm sure they're going to tell you to go to hell with that because why should they fix something that they didn't destroy, even and, and if it probably, may come down to them? You know what I mean? And they probably still ain't never going to be happy. They probably still ain't never going to be happy. They never still, they still are never going to feel like they enough. So those responses, we are responsible for the person in the mirror and how we feel and respond to everything. If you are that adamant about something that happened when you are young, you need to get some help. Exactly. You need to get some help. You need to get healed. And I'm not, see, I'm not one that treats, you know, trauma responses as if that's okay and, and that we need to do. No, you got to heal from that. So right. I know I, I can't, I can't have, uh, I don't, I don't have a message for the you that's dealing in trauma. I don't have a message for you because I, I can't. I, I can't, agree. I can't get through. Let me tell you something about the brain, right? So we was talking about the, you know, the animalistic part of you and all of that earlier, right? So that's in, you know, your hippocampus and your limbic system, right? When you are dealing with trauma and emotions, literally whatever you intake in your senses, it goes through all of your senses. It goes to your hippocampus and your amygdala immediately grabs it and sends the message back down to your hippocampus to go into your fight, flight, and freeze response. And guess where the information never gets to? It never gets to your prefrontal cortex, where you think. So people are literally out here responding so fast that they never thought. They are going right into fight, flight, or freeze responses. So we mm -hmm. have to heal. I can't give you a message in your trauma. I can't give a message to you I until agree. you heal. I can, only, I can only speak to the healed you. Now, can and I that's your responsibility. You to, like, yes. it, it's, your, it's your responsibility. Like, I get that. I agree with that constant, the, the thought process that everybody has been teased. But like at a certain age, you 30 plus years old, you don't get to use that as a crutch. I was teased when I was 12. So now I'm going to wreak havoc on every black woman that I come across. Now all black women ain't ish. Now all black women. Like it is your responsibility. Even if you never deal with another black woman, you might bring a black daughter into this world. It's your responsibility yeah, yeah, yeah. to get mm -hmm. healed. That's on you. Right, listen, I grew I grew up dark skinned, nappy head, chubby when I'll be sure and Christopher Williams was popping. So I know all about <laughs> the colorism, texture, all of that. I, I dealt with all of that in the 80s. But I'm not gonna bring that now. As I, I got I got older, I developed some swag, I developed some charisma, and girls begin to like me. Like we gotta take 
accountability for everything. Like, even if we feel like we was done wrong, or right, what part did I have in that? Is there, is there anything I could, is there anything that I could have done where if this person did that, it wouldn't even affect me? Because there's certain things somebody might say to me that I just don't care. Like, I, I was like, I didn't even notice that they said that to me. But if somebody else is triggering something else, well, how can I get to the place where he is? Like, he didn't even notice the person said that. You know? So, like, I have so much confidence in myself. I don't recognize the people that other people call cocky or arrogant. I never notice it. I just say, they just believe in themselves. But insecure people are like, no, they are arrogant. You know, like, well, I ain't arrogant because everything I say about me is true. Arrogant means to exaggerate. <laughs> Go ahead. What about when it comes down to um, the men that um, left the community and they've come back and things okay. have happened to them? So let's talk about like, let's say some rappers, right? Okay. Um, you've had rappers that sold dope, they sold all kind of drugs, they fucked all okay. kind of bitches, they had all kind of babies, they got the fuck on, and then they'll come back and something drastic happen or they end up losing their lives. What message do you think that sends to um, people so, that... Uh, so are these guys losing their lives because they are rich and famous, or are these guys yes. losing their lives? No, or no, partially. Um, that's what I'm saying because I'm I'm saying that's not what, what's happening. Okay. I'm just I'm just it's really a rhetorical question. So these gotcha. guys aren't losing their lives just because they're rich and famous. They are losing their lives because they're still ingratiated with a bunch of bullshit. So you know they talk about Nipsey still calling this man a rat. You ain't even in the game no more. Why are you calling this man a rat? Why are you disrespecting this man a rat? Had you not called this man a rat, that man wouldn't have killed you. Don't nobody want to talk about that part though. Like you still are on some street shit. So you're receiving street. Uh, 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 consequences. It's crazy. Me and my friends are just talking about in Philly. Kenny Gamble. Kenny Gamble's a billionaire. Kenny Gamble lived literally in the middle of South Philly. In the middle of South Philly, where where everything goes down at. And we while he walks around, he built a mini mansion in the hood. In the hood, literally three blocks from where I used to sell drugs. At he built a mini mansion and he just walks around all day long. Nobody taking nothing from him. Nobody doing nothing to him. So the idea that just because you like. If you, if you were friends with everybody in this neighborhood, who's trying to kill you unless you're involved in some street stuff when you come back? I, don't, I think that's a fear that's not real. I mean, how many examples of, you know, people coming back, and everybody's not a, a super rapper. You think they just want to kill a doctor or, or a lawyer or a physicist or a news anchor? Well, if they see that you have something nice, you, you are fair game. You riding in something nice. Um... And you know that a guy is weak and men can perceive weakness in other men. So I don't think it's like a thing to where they're like, oh, that guy's weak, so I'm not going to bother him. No, that guy's weak and I'm going to get what I'm going to get. Right. Well, I mean, he maybe, weak. Maybe he driving an Aston Martin or a maybe, maybe I can only speak for, and I, I'm going to only speak for my city. Even though my, my, even though my city is, for the past couple of years, leading the, the, the country in murder per capita, it's not just random killings. Like people are are having, you know, arguments, disagreements, and it's gang shit. It's not, it's not people just killing the dude that got the Aston Martin because he's a doctor. I just that's not that's that's not what I've I've that's not what I've ever seen. I've 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 never seen the guys who are doing good just getting killed because they had a, a nice car, but they had nothing to do with the streets. Didn't see it. 
But then again, it's like, say it again. I said, really? No, no. But but you just kind of contradicted yourself a little bit because you said okay. that when you when you were a kid and you would go uh, rob or or stealing cars, you weren't going to your own neighborhood because you know they oh. didn't have shit. You were going to other neighborhoods where you well, knew we wasn't did. killing them. Yeah, okay. robberies, robberies taking bites. We, but we talking about somebody Got just you. because you and and that's still not in the hood, so they're not even a part of us. That's not us. If you're talking about moving back in the hood, now now you're a part right. of us. That's a that's a that's a whole different story. Now yeah, you want right. you want you want to block with me. Once you leave, it's like you know, are you you ain't a part of us? Fuck you. You with those with you with those white folks. But if you are an actual part of the community, I'm seeing many guys who are doing good. And shit, I I still walk the community and no and nobody bother me. Like yeah. I I just don't see it. At least now I'm not gonna say it never ever happened because that'd just be crazy. But to the extent where people just think, all right, I make eighty thousand dollars. Like motherfuckers is fucking hundred a billionaires. <laughs> For somebody to think, man, I make eighty five thousand dollars. If I got a Lexus SC, <laughs> they just gonna come in my house and rob me. And it's like, no, that's that's just not happening every day. That's just not happening every day. In particular. You move into a neighborhood in the in the hood, maybe where you're from, maybe not where you're from, but you got intentions on helping. And you come and you and you introduce yourself to the young guys that's on your block. You and you start to tell them about some of the things that you want to do. Them guys, for the most part, I ain't gonna say it won't happen, but for the most part, when they feel that genuine love, listen, we I used to I used to go into the jails, right? And we used to play this basketball tournament. We was in there for like three years. And and these were literally all the young boys who had uh, attempted murders or murders. So they were, at every last one of them, nobody had anything less than that. Three years, never had an argument, never had a fight. When those young gangsters and, and actual killers felt genuine love, they turned back into kids. They turned back into kids. Never had one argument in three years I was there. With actual killers, and, and and I'm like, no, these are these are really killers. They're, this is not like a joke. They're not just bad kids. They're they're here. They're getting ready to go to jail for thirty years for killing somebody. Turn right back into kids when they feel genuine love from real men. I'm going to read the super chats. Um, shout out to Mr. Curlin. Hey, babe. He says, end of the day, ain't nothing substantial getting built because we don't trust each other. Unlike others, we've become very individualistic. Yeah. We build for ourselves, not mm -hmm. for everyone. Um, yes. Thank you so much, babe. Yeah, you're and, and, uh, okay. Shout out to... Uh, let me see. How y'all pronounce that? Ashe? Okay. Alice Ashe? Yeah. That sounds, that sounds legit. Um, so he says, so surprised to see black women being fair. Black men put black women through for centuries. We don't deserve fairness yet. So surprised to see black mm, women being fair. Black women, black women put through. for centuries, we don't deserve fairness. Okay. Um, thank you so much for that. And shout out to Nerdine. Hey, Nerdine. He says, well, you could tell that to my niece's mom, who's a New York City corrections officer, when she shot and killed two guys um, that tried to burglarize her houses, those guys didn't get the memo to not break into yeah, house. Nobody's saying no crime happened. That's that. You know, people take one. 
example and try to blow it up. I'm not saying no crime happens. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying nobody gets robbed. What I'm saying is the idea that if you're doing any kind of good and you move back into the hood and try to do good in the hood, that you just marked it, you know, like that's right. not it. And, and, and most, and most of these folks, they not, like I said, they not millionaires. So it's not like you come in the hood with a, you know, a, 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 a $250,000 chain on. Like for the most part, these the people in the suburbs driving the Camry. They're not in no Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not even like they really showing off to where someone like, God damn, I gotta, I gotta take their money. Like, come on, man, you got a, you know, a Hyundai, a Hyundai, yeah. uh, uh, you know, you know, what I'm saying Elantra. Like, come on. <laughs> like everybody is not Nipsey coming back to the hood with a chain. Like, yeah. But I mean, for the folks that don't want to come back, I mean. I, I understand. That's cool. You know, that's, if, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I don't I don't try to force nobody to do nothing. All I can say is that I'm gonna always fight for my people. I'm gonna always help Bill. And yes, maybe that's because I helped destroy. And that's and that's probably a part of it. And even in that, the reason I ended up, you know, how I was was because of the trauma that I went through. And how it expressed itself, it expressed itself in the streets. Is that an excuse? No. Is it a fact? Yes. And, and so maybe my lens is just different, but I'm, I, I can't make it and not want to help the people in some way, some shape, or form. And moving to the suburbs ain't going to end problems for a black person. You just inherited different problems that you, right. cannot, that you cannot fix. Cause you ain't gonna fix the way them white folks treat you in that neighborhood. You can you can make a difference in your black neighborhood. You can't make no difference in that white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Not a not a not an ounce of difference in that white neighborhood. Them cops still looking at you as a nigga. The doctors they're still treating you like a nigga. Shout out to Man Up Tomorrow. He says, ask him what self-help is staying the fuck away from these circumstances and exclusively let the people who F things up fix it alone. (laughs) First of all, the the self-righteousness of people acting like they didn't have no hand in nothing. Like I just, I've just been perfect my whole damn life. Like, man, Everybody in the space. he was without saying cast the first stone. Like y'all guys just did everything perfect. Y'all ain't did nothing wrong. You know what? Don't come, take y'all perfect asses to Perfectville. Go, go ahead. Like, come on, man. Is that being a little disingenuous? Let's say that a guy didn't commit any crimes or create um, single mothers or um, do okay. things that exclusively tore down the black family structure or tore down the community. So is that all, really being okay. in- genuine? So are we saying that everybody in the black community is just tearing down the black community? No, right. but right. is that is that is that is that your community? If let's say with me, I was a single mom at one point, right? Okay. Um, but. I was able to make things work. Um, you know, I, I'm married and stuff now, and I have my husband, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, see, but let's say I had a child that was unruly showing mm-hmm. his ass, then mm-hmm. I'm looking for somebody else to come help me with my child outside of that child's father. Which, and what's wrong with, and what's wrong with that? 
I feel like um, being that I made a mating choice uh -huh. to screw, to have a baby yes, um, with somebody. Uh -huh. And let's say that that didn't work out. And let's say that he was fucked up. Mm -hmm. I feel that I don't necessarily feel like anybody is obligated to help me with something because I did make a choice in who I dealt with and who I chose to procreate with. And so what I'm saying is, as opposed to trying to hold people that aren't responsible for, um, let's say me trying to hold somebody else responsible for somebody that they didn't create or something uh -huh. that they didn't destroy. I, I kind of feel like that's the main idea. So and, and, but that's from a, that's from an individualistic mindset. So we, we, we got to get back to, so we, we, we grew up on it takes a village to raise a child. And then that got changed. Yeah, it Somehow. takes a village to raise oh, a it, child, but it takes yeah. one to fuck a man and get one, and uh, nobody yeah. had anything to do but, with that. Yeah, but it still takes the village. True. So, like, you, we can't exactly. just get away. We like, can't just get away with that. So, what Martin Luther King said, you know, those who are, you know, quiet in the midst of injustice or just as, you know, I forget, you know, the exact quote. So, so, so for the perfect guys, right? So, this is a little boy who whose dad is not there, or whose mom is not there, or whose whose mom is on drugs. This little boy or this little girl didn't do nothing to nobody. This little boy, right. this little black boy, this little and girl came, came, in, came into this world amidst some terrible, terrible circumstances. And you so perfect that you wouldn't help him. You so I perfect. Agree with that, that. Oh, you so you so perfect that when that little boy was nine and, and he tried to have a conversation with you about what you did for a living, you didn't you didn't even teach him any skills. And then you got mad when he starts stealing, try to make some money. You, you so, you so goddamn perfect that you didn't pour into anybody around you. And then you're trying to figure out why their cups are empty. The thing is, though, like even with the example that Danielle gave, I don't feel like like I was a teen mom. I ain't destroy no community. I have no hand in it. I didn't even live in a black community. I lived in, an, in a white town. So I had no hand in destroying a black community. However, I would still go back and build and pour into and and help aid in restoring black communities because I feel like I, I have a collective mindset and I want black people to succeed. And I also understand that those kids didn't ask to be here. So uh, like, and I understand that my village is the reason that I am successful and that, you know, my kids are as good as they are as well as their dad. So like I, 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 the fact that, you know, the people in the chat can look at, uh, you know, can say, you know, well, I didn't have any hand in destroying the black community, nor nor did I. So it's not just because, you know, someone was a single mother or and or the fact that just because you live in a black community that you had a hand in destroying it. My yeah. ex, like he's from a, a uh, the hood and most of the people in that area were not destroying that community. There was less than 5% of the in that area that had it, like, probably 1% of the people in that area that had any um, hand in de the destruction of that community. It was elderly people and people who own their homes, who lived in mm -hmm. those houses mm -hmm. for 30 years. Like, people that get up and go to work every day. People that get up and go to work every day. So if you don't want to go help, if you don't want to go help uh, uh, the people that you feel like destroy the community or for whatever, whatever that even means, Help the people who aren't destroying the community. Help the people who have been affected by racism just like you did. 
help help the people who couldn't move out because of redlining or or they couldn't move out because they couldn't make the amount of money. Help them because there's a lot of people in the in the quote unquote hood who ain't they getting up and going to work and trying to do right every single day. So if you don't want to work in the jails like me, that's cool. Go work in the schools. Let me ask you a question. Is there um, a point to where you think that like some people won't be allowed to go? Let's say you are trying to help and you have people that are hell bent on keeping it in a certain um, like keeping it, uh, keeping the community in a certain state. Um, you have guys that won't stop selling drugs. You have guys that won't stop committing crimes. Is there a, can everybody be helped or, you know, let's say it was Nora's Ark. Are some people going to have to be left behind in order for us to get to a certain point? I mean, you just got to do, do see, it's not like you going anywhere and specifically targeting individual people. You're, you're putting together something and he who wills is, is coming. You know, so just just set, go just save one, help one young or or specifically find one young guy to help. I mean, just, you know, just anything. Are people going to be left behind? Probably. But if you would have met me at 21, you would have never thought I would be who I am today. Never. I was, I, I listen, I was such a, a lunatic. My family came together bi-weekly to pray for me. Like I was gone, gone. I was, I was, I was somebody you did not want to run. You didn't want to come in contact with. And I always had the gift of speaking. That's why I always feel like I was, I was the worst of the worst because I could be on the corner and I'm just electrifying everybody, and I'm inspiring everybody to do all the wrong shit. Mm-hmm. So I feel responsible. So I work hard. So if you if you don't feel responsible, then I mean I understand, but. Is that yeah. going to help you? Is that going? Is that is that going to help you? Is that going to help your children as your children go out into the world? Like we got to start thinking about, all right, what is the world that I want to see, and, and then what do I have to do to create that world? And so it, once we get there, it doesn't matter what happened or who did what. What kind of world do I want to see for my children? Now you're living in, mm-hmm. in, in 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 this white neighborhood, and y'all dealing with all kinds of bullshit in this white neighborhood. Is that what you want your children to have to deal with for the rest of their lives? Or would you want your children yeah. to be able to have a place where they can go and see people that look like them? Do you want your daughter to get pregnant and go to a black doctor that's going to recognize her pain instead of looking at her like no black women be, they, 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 yeah. can, they can handle that. And then, and then she dies on the table. That's a good point. And the thing is, I don't know if they realize that because I think that everybody is literally just concerned about what happens in their house. And there, yeah. there's no sense of community because they don't have community in these white areas that they live in. They don't, probably don't even know their neighbors. Their neighbors might call the police. They see them come knocking on their door or worse. Uh-huh. But I will say this. I respect the fact that people, the people in the chat and certain people feel like I have no obligation to the community. I don't want anybody helping the community reluctantly or out of like this false sense of obligation because they don't really want to do it because I feel like they would be a detriment to those kids. And those kids have always already been traumatized enough. They've been through enough. And that's the last thing they need. Yeah, I feel you. I'm going to read the rest of the super chat, y'all. Um, shout out to Nuruddin again. Thank you so much, Nuruddin. He says, YouTube a channel act of self-protection where the same guys that are preying on people, they are getting what's coming to them. YouTube channel 
act of self-protection where the same guys that are preying on people they are getting what's coming that's probably the name of the youtube channel and then he's telling you i hope so because i'm i'm showing you yeah it's showing you them, them guys getting what they come from you know i can't say karma is not coming back but man i mean do you really think you that perfect that you ain't did nothing that you deserve something to come back to you like do you really think you that perfect no, do you, you think you've met your nobody. karma yet? Do I think I met my karma yet? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've been I've been in jail. I've been shot up multiple times already. So I mean, I've I've gotten what I've I've given. I've been to a lot of funerals of of people I love. So um, I don't know. Maybe if I have more karma to go through, I I might I might, but I. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to it. But my focus is on helping people. So, um, and nothing's going to change that. Nothing's okay. going to change that. But I just want to know how. Why do? How does people feel like they didn't do no, like nothing at all wrong? You know, that's my thing. Like, why? How do you feel like you're that perfect? I, feel like I you're think. That perfect. I think there's going to be a disconnect um, between you and a lot of guys in the chat um, because. You you grew up as a street dude, and I think y'all will probably be able to relate in intelligence. Um, and I, I think y'all would definitely be able to relate in intelligence. But I think um, how your culture and conditioning was versus how their culture and conditioning was is too totally from two totally different. Yeah, but that's a righteousness is biased, like culture. like. But but listen, right? So did any did did any of y'all guys? They grew weed? up in the same areas. Hold on. They literally just weed? felt like they were rejected because they but, are but the people but, who were teased but is, and. But let me go. Let but me there's go. conditioning. So, but but hold on. Did any of you guys smoke weed that was bought from a black drug dealer? So if any of y'all smoked weed that y'all bought from a black drug dealer, y'all had the hand in whatever he did in that community. But what if you had guys that didn't? And 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 and, 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 and using that one example. I'm just yeah. using that one. They did something because nobody's perfect. Nobody's the thing perfect. is, you are a BF, part of something. I, I agree with you, and I feel like they're 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 trying to like they're sitting on thrones and looking down. And I agree with that. And I completely like y'all ain't perfect either. Like it, it's easy to they're under the guise of anonymity. You're behind an avatar, like no one knows. Like you're not on a stage telling your truth. So of course you could pretend that you maybe you didn't gang bang. Maybe you didn't get a single mother pregnant, but you ain't perfect either. Maybe Did you, you are the product right? of a single mother okay. being pregnant. Yeah, yeah like. But did you treat every woman the way you were supposed to treat them? Is there is there a woman out there that feels hurt by you in the relationship that you was in? And then her actions because of her hurt did something to hurt the community. Oh, you had a hand in that. I absolutely think that they agree with Danny when she says that there's a disconnect, though, because I think that they essentially see you as the antithesis of who they claim to be. You know, these are guys who are like, we're the educated lames and they have a 
disdain for pookies and ray rays or street guys or guys who come from the streets. So there is going to be a disconnect with that. But I completely agree with you when no nobody has led a perfect life. Like all of wow. us seeing do F stuff, have done F up things. Something. And the thing is, we've been doing this, our podcast for almost four years. They still, we're, we were like, I was a single team mom. Danny was a single mom, although I was with my ex until, for 15 years and they still tried to hold and both of us are married and they still try to hold us to our path. So that's just, that's just the chat. Let's hold them. I'm a, and I'm a, I'm a hold y'all accountable because we all gonna hold each other accountable because you think, because you didn't do one thing that you didn't aid it. No, nah, come on. We are, we, we all have done something. We all have done something that wasn't right now. Or now I'm, I'm gonna go even further because Christ takes it all. He, he always takes it past your, you know, your actions. How, how about your hearts? How about mm. some? How about how about how about some of the shit that y'all wanted to do, but y'all was too scared to do? Mm. Now your 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 heart just as bad as the person who did it. You just was afraid of going to jail because you can't fight. And they have horrible thoughts about black women. They like they they voice yeah. those thoughts in our chat yeah. daily. So so now yeah. Right, so let's so let's go there. So what is the what what kind of damage are you doing to the black community through your rhetoric? Mm. Come on, you're not perfect. None of us are perfect. Can we all accept that we are sinners that need to be saved by grace, and then and then that we can come together and build? We ain't got to argue. We ain't got to point fingers. I don't play the blame game. I, 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 I don't. The blame is that we all got a responsibility to each other, whether you like it or not. You cannot take like you know people don't take care of their children. They don't take care of their responsibilities. You cannot do it. You have a responsibility to your race and the future of your race, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Shout out to Eisen Sama. He says, if nothing is wrong with it, why haven't you fuck niggas became stepdaddies then? Now, see, Eisen, you ain't have to be disrespectful. You could have just asked, why haven't y'all become stepdaddies? Don't be ignorant. Yes. So, I mean, who was who y'all? Is it just me or just? Is it, I think you know, he's talking saying, about why having guys right. from the hood become stepdaddies? Then, if if nothing, if they don't see anything wrong with it. First of all, a whole lot of guys are stepdads. So what are you talking about? I see stepdads all the time. So what are you what what, what are you talking about? It's not even accurate. Um, shout out to Nuruddin again. He says, Sister Jorcy Rose, remember Kevin Kelly came back to the community with his kitchen and cocktails. A look at how the community and look and look at how the community treated him. Remember that? Um, I don't remember Kevin Kelly like that. Wasn't he and like B1 or something? I don't know. I don't know. And one just pointing out one bad thing that happened does not make that the rule. Yeah. Um, shout out to Nuruddin again. He says again, Robert F. Smith came to the came back to the community and look how they treated him with disgust what? and disdain to the point where he said, I'm done. Um, do you remember Robert F. Smith, the man that gave the monies to uh, Morehouse College yes. back yes. in the day? Well, not back in the day, but just, yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've always known, but, but um, they had a problem with him having a white wife. It had nothing to do with, like, nobody's trying to kill him. It just was like, damn, rich guys be having white women, which is not actually accurate because over no. 85 over eighty-five percent of men making six, black men making six figures are dealing with black women. That's all y'all see 
is is the black men with the white women, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Shout out to Black Wizard. He says people are individuals. A community is supposed to serve the individual for the good of the whole. If yeah. your family slash community isn't serving you or causing you unwanted pain, you get to choose if enduring that is worth your happiness. Um, thank you for that, um, Black Wizard. That was a good one. And are you happy, are you, are you happy in that white community? Are you happy yeah, in that white community? Yeah, and are, is that community serving you as well? And the service should be a two-way street. Like, you know, you're saying that if the community isn't serving you and, and, you know, serving you in what way? Like, personally, the intrinsic benefit that I would receive from serving my community would be enough for me. But is the white community or the community in which you're choosing to uproot yourself and leave and move to, are those communities serving you? Um, shout out to Nuruddin again. He says, but see Rose, but they hold they hold the guys who had nothing to do with it accountable for their for their bad decisions to the point that you have the passport bros now. Um, oh. thank you so much for that, Nuruddin. I don't know how that connects, but I mean we I, I hold everybody accountable. It's not I don't specifically target guys who were quote unquote lame who left the community. I I really don't even target those people that's not in the community at all because they're not in the community. So when I'm in the community, I'm talking to the people who's there. Those, those are the only people. I can't talk to you when I don't be in the suburbs. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't be there. So when I'm in the hood, I'm talking to everybody who's still in the hood. So that's who. That I'm talking to the people who are there about changing and making their community better. So no, I'm not just specifically asking. Nobody is specifically asking people who didn't destroy. People are just asking for help. Like, damn, if somebody is drowning, are you going to say, I ain't throw you in the river? Like, God damn, people begging for help. People yeah. begging, people begging they for will. help. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I didn't have any more questions. I, I was just like, this is a great conversation, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> switched from Dayton like an hour and a half ago. Listen, it <laughs> got, got... <laughs> these conversations ago though. We 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 get off into it because I think we both I appreciate have... y'all for having me. Well, damn, we we was gonna keep you up here for about another hour and a half or so. To... <laughs> oh come on, let's go. Let me go get my charger. <laughs> oh, look at you. No, my phone, my phone my on really. The other questions I had were really relating to dating, so I don't really have it. I, I have one last thing to ask but you. I mean, that's what we were supposed to talk about. So. Well, we talked about that quite a bit before we branched okay. off into community uh-huh. stuff. But you know, well, when you have somebody that had that's conscious up here, it kind of like you can't help but to talk about conscious stuff. So okay. I will ask you this one last thing. At this rate, and especially you being a coach, like the pain that black men and women are causing one another, the mental and psychological pain. Like, I know that you talked about earlier, Danny asked you a question. I can't remember it verbatim, but you said that, well, you know, we need to continue procreating. And I am a firm believer in that, too. But with all the pain that we're causing one another, do you think that it's best for black men and black women, if for nothing else, to take a time out? Like there's somebody in the space who promotes that black men should stop dealing with black women for 10 years. Now, not to say that it should be a 10 year hiatus or timeout, because I think that would be detrimental to us as a 
as a, as a community, um, as a people, but um, should black men and black women take some time apart? Like what, what, what should we do? Do you have any solutions or any suggestions so, um, regarding what we should do as a people? Because I feel like the, that we're causing each other so much unnecessary pain with all of the nasty, you know, um, on, um, streams that we're posting online, denigrating one another, harassing one another, you know, verbally assaulting one another, you know, to I, I don't, I don't have think anything. It should, re- it should be, well, it should be a collective whole with black thing with black men and women. But I, w- I would say that everybody, anybody who recognized they need to work on themselves need to take some time to work on themselves. Yes. I don't know if we need, if we need 10 years, but you know, because healing is, is, is a journey, but maybe everybody need to take a year to start recognizing um, some of their patterns, their behaviors, what hurt them, some of their triggers, because a, a lot of the healing is really in, in just the recognizing. Because once you recognize it, when you display it, you can say, oh, God damn, that's me doing that again. You know, and then, you know, working on not responding that way. So I don't know about a whole 10 year hiatus, but I think people need to take some time. Like after my last relationship, I, I literally took two years before I even entertained any woman. I'm like, I, I need to work on some things within myself. I, I need to be something different. So I think we all need to take some time, you know, to actually work on ourselves. And if you still want to date in the midst of that, just get your intentions right. Just have your intentions right and, and, and let this person know. And, you know, y'all can go on that journey together because it's always uh, good to have somebody on the, on the journey with you. But I just think we just got to have a, a, a want to. A lot of us, and even these even these self righteous guys, a lot of us are just evil. We're just evil, and we don't we don't want to see good. We don't want to do good. We don't want to see the good in anybody. We don't want to see past anybody's faults. We don't want to see yep. past anything somebody did 10, 15 years ago. We we just want to hold people to an image of them, but then you will get mad if somebody holds you to the image of your corny ass in high school, right? You know? Uh-oh. I think I see some see that that part of me is, is the problem. See, I can recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the area you know, of opportunity. Like uh, yeah, I've been it, man. Coming out. See, see, man, when see when people go low, I don't go high. That's how you get low grade. If you go low, I go, <laughs> I'm going I go to lower. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I got I got to work on I got to work on that. But man, we we can do it. You know, I, I work with a lot of men all across this country. I work with a lot of professional men, and I work. Well, my work started with a bunch of street dudes. So my my work started with all of the gangsters coming to me like, dude, I know you, and I know what you've been into. What the fuck that made you want to change and go do this? And and so those guys were very interested because uh, like. My first book I wrote, I wrote was called Come Out of Your Tomb. I wrote it from reading the Bible passage of the demoniac in the tomb. And the text says that every night he was in the mountains, he was crying and he was cutting himself. And I, I resonated with it so much because I recognized in, in, in my life, I was doing things and I was being somebody that I really didn't want to be. You know, before the death of my father, I was a musician. I was a straight A student. I was I I was just on my way to greatness, and then my superhero was gone, and it's and it sent me you know through a spiral uh, you know of life. My dad was 
the primary breadwinner. My mom stayed at home, so that put us in the financial straits. And I, I ended up being somebody that I never was meant to be. And and I and I was like, I got I got to come out of this tomb. And that's how you know I began to change my life. And I worked with so many men, and I still work with so many men. So that gives me hope. So when when some guys are mad and they want to say we can't do it or whatever, uh, it's okay. I get I get hope from the many men that I talk to on a daily basis. Young guys, had a, I had a young guy still in the street one day pull up and just say, man, you a hero, man. I fucking just cried, man. Like, God damn, I'm a hero. Like, damn, just because I ain't doing wrong, but he, he just looked at it like, damn, man, you, you know, you switched up, man, did something different. And that really meant something to him. So, you know, those are things, those are things that give me hope, man. Even guys I used to go to war with, you know, guys that they friends is dead, my friends is dead. They friends doing life. My friends is doing life. I done been shot. They done been shot. Even guys I was going to war with nowadays would talk to me, man, like, yo, man, I appreciate what you're doing. So you can't never take my hope. Good stuff. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, we are mortals with boundaries. If you want to take the what, take the whatever problems for take the whatever problems yourself that is righteous of you but others are not obligated to do so we get to choose our route for our own fulfillment um thank you so much for that black wizard and a shout out to Nuruddin again thank you so much Nuruddin he says but when you have someone who's saying hey you are about to make a bad decision don't do it I'm a I'm a tell me to f off i'm going to f off yeah. and let it uh -huh. happen yeah okay uh -huh. i got what you're that, saying that happens and that shout out to nuradine nuradine said he want to open it up concrete no he don't child um uh i'm going this. to bed nuradine and i'm hungry so yeah i got a nice juicy salad waiting on me that i can't wait to dig into <laughs> so and there's some Hennessy waiting on me at the end of this rainbow. So hey. I am excited myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when are we going to be able to, we're going to be able to get a part two so we can really dive off into the fuckery of he a panel. He'll be good on a panel. He would be great on a panel. I hate panels. Too bad. Why? <laughs> I, hate, I, I hate panels because people just go off on long tangents that ain't got nothing to do with nothing, and that it pisses me off every time. They can't get directly yeah. to their point, and and I and I hate them. Oh, that's it is annoying. Been on the panels with the right folks, we'll get it straight. It is annoying. We have yeah, we try to structure our panels where we know people are gonna give succinct responses. Um, yeah, and, uh, then, we, then we good. Then we good. But yeah, because I, mean, yeah. 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 I I hate to be up on panels and somebody just talk. <sighs> when they get to get long winded and all that, we know who our long winded people are, and we try to do them and more. If we do that, we have them on with like small groups of people that don't yeah. talk too and much. I'm, or I'm we're fine with a long. I'm fine with a long answer. But just make sure it has something to do with everything. Yeah. Because sometimes I gotta go around the block to bring everything together. But they they start talking about stuff that ain't the topic. They start talking about their business. <laughs> oh, I feel like you're judging me. That's the shit I be doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she do be doing that too. Concrete, ain't nobody asked oh, you no. to come oh, I thought I was on mute. I was. I wasn't muted. Oh, my bad. Um, BF and Krupa. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed this. Um, thank you for being such a good sport, first of all, because I know our chat, yes. baby. 
Like, Lord, they get on our nerves. So I can imagine. But um, I truly and thoroughly enjoyed this discussion. It was just, they went better than I thought it was going to go. I can't even lie because I just didn't even anticipate us getting into the discussion that we did. And that's my area of, of, that's my area. That's what I enjoy. So I enjoyed that. Um, But again, we appreciate you for coming and we definitely have to have you on again, whether it's solo or a small intimate panel. Um, We definitely are extending the invitation now for a future show because we got to do this again. For sure. For sure. Man of tomorrow, anytime. You want to talk anytime. One on one, no women around. We can do that. <laughs> MOT, he has a channel. We dropped his link in the chat. So, and he's also um, coaching Kruma on TikTok and um, on all the other platforms as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't bet. I don't bet now. I'm an ex gangster. I ain't scared of nothing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, 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 y'all gotta let me know if that's scheduled because I want to be I there. Know, that's I'm definitely. I ain't scared of no. I ain't scared of no talking, man. I done been in the ICU. <laughs> I done been, I done been in the ICU halfway dead, man. I'm scared to talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I dropped his channel. Got it out, right? um, All right. Yeah, I dropped this uh, channel in the chat again. So if you guys would, please go and subscribe to him. Um, Whether or not you agree with his talking points or the things that he says. He's very interesting. The brother's interesting. He got some shit. Yes, and his his content is good. He be having some stuff to say. I'm telling you, I I assure you, you will not be disappointed. So sub to to the brother. Um, Y'all already know how we feel. It doesn't have to be a circle jerk or something that you agree with 100%. Um, Support a black man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, Thank you, BF and Kruma. All right. Thank y'all for having me. Appreciate you. Have a good night. All right. Concrete girl. That was good. That was a really good interview. Another one for the books. I think we got a show on Sunday. Hopefully. Because we had something. Call me as soon as it's over with. Because something. No, that's at the end of the month. Shit. What's the what's this Sunday coming up? What is I already day? got your other day. Okay, we'll talk. Okay, let's um, yeah, because I got something coming up that literally came up like two days ago, and I've been trying to tell you, but I'd be forgetting, and then I'd be forgetting again. So, um, well, we yeah. got some exciting stuff coming. I'll just say that. So y'all stay tuned because <sighs> we got some stuff in the works. Like I'm excited for things that things that are to come. I'll say that. Yes, um, but shout out to every well, first of all, a big, big shout out to BF and Kruma. Yes. Um, it was definitely a a really, really great discussion. Like it was a mm-hmm. it was a really great discussion. And a shout out to everybody that came through in the chat, even though y'all act like y'all ain't got no goddamn home training. Y'all just ain't gonna do right, but no. Shout out to y'all and um, special shout out to everybody that donated to us. Greatly, greatly appreciate, appreciate y'all. y'all. And even though it's like a bunch of people live right now, um, in total, we damn near maintained uh, a hundred and yeah. more um, in the Pretty chat for the most part. So it, that is an indication of a great show, um, especially yeah, since y'all ain't pro black over here. Um, <laughs> 
So yeah. shout out to y'all for coming to kick it with us tonight. Um, y'all better stay freaking tuned. Please. Y'all already know we got some shit coming. There's some fuckery mm-hmm. on the way. Please listen. Um, but you guys have a great uh, rest of the week. And we will see yes. you guys back here on Sunday. We Peace. are out. Thank you.